Cadmium. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 28th of June 2014. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, feeling very lucky, Robert Kemp. Charmed. And uh, hasn't won anything today as far as I'm aware, Zachary Burgess. Hang on, let me just think about that. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was making sure I had mysteriously, like, how something had happened, but nothing that I could consider it as a win has happened today. Well, like a, a, win. a win on an FTL run, or no. a game of Civ, or even a TF round. No. Well, no, no. technically TF rounds today at, like, 2 or 3 a.m., sure. All right, then. You've won today. <laughs> You've won oh, today. Zach is also a winner. But not in the same sense as Rob. No. I want a spinning fork. <laughs> Seriously, is it motorized? I, I guess. Yeah. Either that uh, spring loaded, <laughs> you have to wind it up before you eat your pot. Just wedge it there and go. <laughs> <laughs> that probably wouldn't great. work very well. You'd have to have a damper on it if it was spring powered or yeah. something so that it went slowly. How would, could you achieve that, do you think? I don't know. Uh, uh, Maybe uh, that's an uh, add on. Pot noodle dampener. <laughs> <laughs> well, without the damp, you can get it without the dampener when you win it, and it just spins <laughs> <Yeah>. crazily. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's, that's a level two prize. You have to send away for that. Surely the advanced version would be like to have the motor have speed controls, so you can increment the speed up and down oh. depending on like. Presumably, how liquidy the thing you're eating is. That is the problem with partner noodles, is they can be quite damp. But generally, by the time you're getting to the dampest part, you're already quite a way into the pot. They're normally slightly less damp at the top. Potentially. Or maybe you just have to. Depends how much water you put in, also. Yeah. You can, you can actually <laughs> yeah. modify the dampness of a pot noodle exactly. yourself. Exactly. you need to like, slightly under damp it. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then this had... becomes a useful proposition. Do you think we have any listeners who don't know what a pot noodle is? Like, uh, Americans? I don't know. Well, yeah, what's uh, what's, what's just, the American equivalent? I don't really know. We've just introduced a bunch of people to pot noodles. <laughs> it's like, this is our advertising segment, obviously. How, how do you describe Are they technically, is it freeze-dried? Yeah, probably. Freeze-dried noodles. Freeze-dried noodles. And peas and sweet corn. Yeah, definitely other crap. Uh, and and then it's in a plastic flavoring. pot. Yeah. And then I d- I've never, I don't think I've ever eaten one. In fact, that's one of the things I used to say when I played, um, you know, stupid drinking games at, at the university. <laughs> How did you get through university without eating a single pot noodle at some point? What's the. Super noodles. That's even, even I managed to eat a pot noodle and I was in a catered accommodation. <laughs> ne- that's it. I have never, I never have I ever, never have I yeah. ever eaten a pot noodle. Eaten a pot noodle. My, and then everyone else would drink and I just look smug. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. But of course, the, the classic trick of that game, though, is to make sure that you, you know, you're always asking questions that make, make you drink. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It depends if you want the drink or not, obviously. Well, it depends who, who bought the alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You want I used to have a friend who was very keen on that game, but she would always say, no, no sexual stuff. That's really what the whole game is. It yeah. always like, I, I was about that. to say, it's like, what is this pot noodle question? That's not how like, your game works. How that game works. Well, well, unless, there, unless there's an urban dictionary reference for a pot noodle. <laughs> I've never eaten a pot noodle. Gross. <laughs> oh. Don't even want to figure out what that means. <laughs> Ew. Well, with my spinning fork. Yeah, with the spinning fork, yeah. 
with its variable speed power. <laughs> variable speed, fork, spinner. And its damper. Honest. I wonder if anyone else has like tried to sell or market a spinning fork like for any other promotional reasons. Like so presumably if pot noodle are picking <laughs> up. For, like not eating. I've got the spinning fork from God. No, but I meant uh, sorry, I yeah, I meant some other brand. Like so, you know I'm pretty sure pot noodle must have. have like someone like Dormio or someone like ever gone here to have a pasta spoon. Yeah, probably. Fork. <laughs> Pasta spoon would probably not work very well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's supposed to be a spinning one. Because pot noodles are a super weird brand because the, their noodles are an oriental, obviously an eastern thing. But pot noodle has nothing to do with any kind of... Culture. Any kind of culture. <laughs> and it's like, you'd think the perfect tool to eat a pot noodle is probably uh, chopsticks and not, not a fork. And yet... But who has chopsticks? Well, that's everyone has a thought. Then again, I'm not convinced chopsticks <laughs> are the best implement for eating noodles. No, but chopsticks, I'm not sure, are the best implement for eating many things. Well, chopsticks are know. not the best implement for eating shitty noodles. They're kind of cool to eat with, and there's a novelty to them if you're Western and don't use them all the time. Yeah, but, yes. but I'm pretty sure a fork is more useful in almost every circumstance. Almost. Uh, I don't know about that. I think I would dispute that. <laughs> I guess it depends. Um, I'm just trying to invent a. <laughs> Just trying to invent a new, a new, a, like new utensil that's specifically better for eating noodles. If it's like those really thin bits of like crispy shredded beef or crispy shredded chicken, then maybe like chopsticks are better because you have to sort of actually pick those up because you might have difficulty getting your fork to maybe to skewer them. I think the best, maybe. surely the best, pot, the best noodle eating implement would be like <laughs> it's basically a T shape. Like, instead of the spiky bits of a fork, you have just, it just ends at a T-shape. So you put it in sideways, rotate it 90 degrees, and it, then the T-shape slots into the noodles, and then it lifts them out, and they hang over the T-shape bit. <laughs> I see. That, that's uh, my new utensil that I've just come up with. Wait, so how do you put the tea into noodles? your mouth without, like, when you draw it it's out of your mouth? It's much wider than a fork. Could you, like, or just put it vertically, so you're, like, like, almost punching yourself in the face of the handle to, like, hum. No, you'd put it in like a fork. The two, the T shape would be flat on to your face. Or couldn't the T bit be? Um... But when you pull it oh, out, when yeah, you closed your mouth and pulled it out, like it's, it's get... flat like a fork, so it still fits out your mouth sideways when you pull it back out. Yeah, yeah, you don't rotate the... it while you're inside. Yeah. Your mouth. Oh yeah, but the T bits <laughs> would like go. Uh... It's not that wide. Okay. It's only like slightly wider than a fork, maybe. But you're closing your mouth when you put stuff in your mouth, so you're wrapping. You're going hmm. As you put the thing yeah, in. and then it slides out because it's flat like a fork. Could it be in your mouth, so it might pull on your now pursed edge lip. Yeah, corner. Thing, it's curled surely. upwards at the edge edged. slightly. I mean, come on. Would, would the best curled. solution not be like a fork that you can you, you put you put in, and then you push a button, and it just sort of angles itself, like so it can like or like a it's, tiny, it's like a sho- like a shovel, like a tiny like, excavator bucket that you put in there and it just grabs them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you put your fork in, and then the end bends, so you can then create a little shelf. I'm not sure if shelf and then then you put it in your, for a noodle, so slide off to me. And then you put it in your mouth, and then as you pull it out, you can sort of go, if you go, just with your pursed lips, sort of pull it out. And of course, that's the reset. And it goes, ding, puts it back. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> All right, then. This is too complicated. We need a simple shape. That's that why my T shape is clearly the best. I still I'm not don't. Going to have to... 
I can't picture your tea at all. I don't get it. Well, it's a tea, and then the handle comes off the bottom of the the bottom of the cap. It's a capital T, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the handle comes off the bottom of the thin bit. The bottom, the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So you've just got a bar that goes across. I still don't understand your like pulling it out of the mouth thing. The end of each part of the tea. Well, the ends would probably have to have like a slight. Cold is this a serif or, or a sans serif font? Here <laughs> yeah, it might have to be a serif. <laughs> okay, it's a serif. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Oh. But then that really would hook into your mouth if you had the serif, the traditional serif. Well, you'd have like, to have it like I'm trying to figure which way round it worked best because the set. I guess both sides of the serif would have to be like a curved mound rather than a point. Because then yeah. the, the like the, the 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 mound bit helps hold the noodles on there when you're lifting it, and also reduces the impairment possibility inside your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It's not like okay. forks are actually that not pointy. <laughs> no, they are, but the points are, the points are when you withdraw a fork. The points from your mouth, are directly going into your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, they're going into the hole, but, not the lip. Yeah. yeah okay. When you withdraw, they're, they're exactly pointed away from anything that's going to hurt. Right? The points. When you withdraw the spoon, when the, the fork. The point is... I still don't think it's a point point fork. <laughs> they're called chines, aren't they? Or something stupid like that? Are they? Chines? What, yeah, chines. Forks? No, the, 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 the pointy bits of forks. Oh. They oh. have a name. I, oh, I don't know. That sounds vaguely like something I remember. Or they were just like points or spikes or something. <laughs> spikes. Fork spikes. Fork spikes. No, let's not see. Let's let's just move on from this fork grace topic. <laughs> <laughs> very, very important. Uh, okay, fair enough. But 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 uh, China's the spider man animal. But what does it do with uh, uh, what's it got to do with forks? Probably nothing. I probably made that up. <laughs> it's probably worth it. Oh, damn it. Problem is, I'm going to remember it now and quote it as fact. If you, I'm sure. Start. Let's start it. There's a thing. The points of a fork are called chines. True or false? <laughs> Quiz question. Tines. Tines. Damn it. They're called tines, not chines. Chines are on an animal, and they are. Sp- they are spiky, and tines are on a fork. <laughs> but you can also okay. call them prongs. <laughs> prongs, <laughs> oh, prongs, good one. No, I forgot yeah. about prongs. There you go. They do a good uh, sweet uh, chicken at prongs. Mm. I want to see Zach eat a pot noodle with a T-shaped implement. Yeah, we've got to try this. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got to create one. Yeah, it can't Straight be that hard to make one, right? Well, I don't know. It's like you've got to find a bit of. Me- I guess you could maybe you could three D print one. Maybe you could make half a one because making half one would be much easier, like an L shape. Because then you don't yeah. have to have one bit of metal and just bend it in an L. I guess. Yeah, Coat just an L. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go hanging noodles. <laughs> would that work? Uh, why was why is does the T have an advantage over the L? It's because the handle is central to the weight of the noodles when, oh, you're, when they're hanging okay. off. It. <laughs> so it's, it's more balanced. evenly balanced. Ah. Uh. Genius. Okay. <laughs> the L might actually be able to pick them up easier, though. Yeah. Because you're hooking them from yeah. one direction. You, you could use them as a shovel. It's, just, it's pretty. It's so, closer to my shovel fork. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. 
So, listeners, um, when you see Zach on Dragon's Den in a few months' time, with an ill design, then you'll know where the genesis of the idea was. The kernel of truth. <laughs> it was all thanks to Pot Noodles' promotional competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll return the discussion about forks. And, uh, do you reckon, or, or would you do it differently if you were to market like the tea fork? Would you like is if if the dragons didn't go for it, which let's face it, they wouldn't. No. Then would you like create like some kind of niche restaurant like Zachary's Tea Noodles? Well, it would have you'd yeah. have to <laughs> Zachary's to, Tea Noodles. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I really well, want Zachary to Tea's Noodles. Just make up a fake last name and you'll be like Zachary T you'd have to market the implement to like Chinese restaurants or whatever as an alternate to the chopsticks so it's like if, yeah. if you have customers who can't handle the chopsticks give them the noodle tea because <laughs> <laughs> they want exotic right they don't just they don't want to be ashamed that they can't eat with chopsticks because they haven't got the practice but they don't want to just be forced to use a fork in an embarrassing western style <laughs> yeah. they want something exciting something <laughs> a uh, point. intriguing <laughs> yeah. implement yeah but, but surely the middle point between like a fork and chopsticks are like chopsticks that sort of hold themselves together. Maybe so they already have those, basically, don't they? Yeah, they like, get like a spring angle. Yeah, beginner sticks. Yeah, maybe, well, like, maybe. What, what actually is the logical halfway point between chopsticks and a fork? It's not really, it's not <laughs> I was really gonna, halfway. I was going to say, like, a fork with two of the prongs broken off. <laughs> I'm not sure that's actually any use for anything. Yeah, would it be just a, a single bigger chopsticks, but chopsticks, chopsticks. <laughs> a single bigger chopsticks. A single bigger chopstick, but the end has got multiple points on it. So it's like a boink. Stab Maybe. things. But then I suppose that's just a fork. <laughs> that's just a fork. <laughs> yeah, it's a mini fork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chopstick with tines on it. <sighs> Pine sticks. Tines. Yeah. Yeah, tine. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call it though can't really be a noodle tea <laughs> noodle tea <laughs> like Zachary's tea noodles <laughs> uh. Zachary's noodle tea party you'd have to come up with a name that's like a fork or maybe like a chopstick a chalk <laughs> <laughs> tea stick uh, tea stick yeah it's boring Tor. Talk. <laughs> talk. That, talk. The talk is good because it, it makes it sound powerful like a car or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's got so, oh, this has got so much talk. <laughs> T-O-R-K. <laughs> I want to talk people talk. like, I don't know, talk. sound like a combination of a fork and some other utensil, like tons. Yeah, yeah maybe. It's good to talk as well. You've got ready-made... Uh, <laughs> it's good. You've got ready-made advertising slogans like sold like from <laughs> Exactly, oh, yeah. Talk, 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 happy talk. Talk, talk, yeah. <laughs> you and I have got to have a talk. It's all, all talk and no noodles. <laughs> Where See, talk and the noodles. You don't do the whole point. <laughs> All talk and no sustenance. Uh, uh, hang on, let me Google the word T O R K and see if it's. Yeah, but you do get sustenance. <laughs> it's all talking, all sustenance. All talk, all sustenance. All the time. <laughs> let me see. Talk. 
the leading brand of paper and tissue hygiene products. Okay, <laughs> soaps, uh, okay you could beat those. No. There we go. Uh, yeah, you just like outbrand them somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can as long as the brand's small enough, you can just. Uh, I'm sure Facebook probably existed before Facebook, right? Someone must have had that name. So would, what would it be for? <laughs> yeah, if not the thing that they actually use it for, faces. <laughs> Man, talk is really relatively free of <laughs> of 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 current uses, and it's only three letters. I wonder what's uh, four letters. Well, I wonder what's talk dot com has because every four letters. How are you spelling talk with three letters? Like T R Q. Four four yeah, letters. Okay. Four letters. Four letters. <laughs> yeah, no, three letters. I mean, so talk dot com <laughs> redirects to NSI just... Industries, which is some boring engineering firm. Isn't there so a Greek I, symbol for talk? That's Tau, is isn't it? Oh, Tau. Forks. Yeah. Is that engineering yeah. firm secretly going to be the one to make this fork? It's a replacement. That's, that's why they saved that address. And do you so think? Like, we can, we're going to get into metalwork. <laughs> well, it seems like they do. Ports. It seems like they do metalwork. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I think they're ready to build some <laughs> talks. Uh, they seem to mostly make clamps and things. Uh, let's see what else. Connectors. Oh. Mechanical well, connectors. The, 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 the Terminal lights. The things that you use in 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 like chemistry and stuff are called torques, aren't they? Uh, what? Torques. Like the like the stands that you use to stand various oh, glass like, on. The little rubber hand things. I don't know what, what part of it specifically is called the torque. <laughs> well, just the pole, probably. And I also don't know exactly how, what spelling of torque that is. Hmm. I think it's probably it must like be different. the engine torque style of spelling mm. that might be why, they, why they've got that address because they're like people aren't going to spell this right but <laughs> we sell talks <laughs> Maybe. do they sell talks does it say on that page <laughs> what what do nsi industries sell talks i don't yeah. it doesn't say so now i've looked up t-o-r-k on wikipedia and there's not much available <laughs> what about wiktionary chopsticks no chopsticks nope. <laughs> it's not sticks though you can't have in plural no. Oh, uh, talk beam of the oil. No, press. wait, a talk isn't. Talk might not be the stands. It, is it? What's another oh, word for noodle? Is. is there any other word for noodle? Is talk like. <laughs> anyway, I think we have a anyway, name. That's good enough. Pasta, it's not too overriding. That's a spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah, but it's for noodles. That's pretty good. <laughs> the spaghetti. <laughs> the spaghetti. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's far too good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Shit. Um, Trademark that. Get that get that domain. That's already got to exist, surely. It's probably like some measuring device for like spaghetti oh, probably, yeah. or something. But why would it be a T? I don't know, it depends how they've designed it. How would you even spell spaghetti? Well like spaghetti <laughs> only just with one big T. Spaghetti. <laughs> It's spaghet. I know Urban Dictionary has a definition of spaghet. That's really terrible. Oh dear. Uh, the the act of spooking someone by jumping out of them and yelling the phrase spaghet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Oh, it looks like it's from Tim and Eric's Autumn Show. Great job. If you've never seen that, spaghet. I don't know if that's spaghet, spaghetti, spaghetti, or just spaghet. <laughs> it looks like just spaghet. <laughs> yeah, and they spell it with right. two T's as well. 
Mm. Perhaps you'd need. You'd right, probably I... need. You'd probably need a hyphen in there, like the spaghetti. Yeah, probably. Spaghetti, little <laughs> spaghetti. That's no. not going to help you when you're trying to Google it, with There's a spaghetti. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Spaghetti. 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 Stop. Spaghetti. <laughs> okay, good. Right, it's time to <laughs> deploy my catchphrase. Right, yes. it seems to, I've said it so many times. This is a podcast about video games. <laughs> what? <laughs> also, actually, news. Yeah, it's time for news. News. Which is, which is also about video games. Maybe. Any news, guys, about video games? Uh, it's been four weeks, so theoretically. Well, we had all of E3, right? Yeah. Well, E3 was news time. Any other news that we didn't get on the E3? Um, there's no such thing. Or the two week, well, the week before E3, I guess, that we technically didn't do a podcast for. Well, all the news then yeah, was about leaks, leaks, yeah, leaks, like so. Battlefield Hardline leaks and shit. Calm down. Lead us off. <laughs> Lead us off with probably the only bit of these. Why? What? Have you got something in mind? What's your, what's your one <laughs> bit? Yeah, okay. That's what I was saying. Dad's got the one bit, apparently. I don't know. There's a few bits. Is there? I think. Maybe. Like, sort of non-interesting-y stuff. I suppose you could say that, like, Shovel Knight came out and everyone thinks it's amazing. It's right. news. It's a game it's release. News that came out, and people think it's good. If we play it, then we'll be talking about yeah. it. <laughs> we don't need to talk about every game that came out, and people supposedly say it's well, good. And that Valiant Hearts game is apparently really good. In a sort of not-game sort of way. A good non-game. But anyway, yeah, Oculus bought Carbon. I suppose that's news. Right, and we didn't know... I didn't know who the hell Carbon was. No. And I still don't really know. They designed the 360 controller. I thought Apparently, Microsoft did that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so that's one of Microsoft's greatest successes, and it wasn't even them. <laughs> no. Apparently, they're also responsible for inventing that mechanical D-pad switcheroo thing. Oh, that the, thing. Like the, the uh, last, free, the the later 360 controller. That thing wasn't that great. It, it promised a lot, but I mean, it'd be better to. Ha- it's better to have the Nintendo patent insp- ex- <laughs> expired. The cross. Um, yeah. Cross. Which you get on the one controller. Yeah, which is pretty good. I still don't know what the best D pad I still think like old D pads were still better and stuff. Yeah, like the, weirdly. I don't quite whatever. know why. Or maybe we just didn't know what we were missing. Like, yeah, maybe. But we didn't really use the old Nintendo D pads for most of the time. I mean it's true. It a little bit. Yeah, I had exposure to NES at the time. What's the best D pad then? Fat DS. <laughs> yeah, Fat DS ones. Well, it's weirdly flat, but somehow kind of comfortable. It's because it's like, it's actually cli- it's actually clicky, like a button, mm. which makes it work as a good D pad. There's no travel on it at all. I mean, the one the GBA wasn't too bad, but then the GBA well, was a bit, bit weird soft. anyway. The game, the game Boy Originals is pretty good. Yeah. Yes. The color the, one um... was pretty good as well. Not as good as the DS. If it wasn't in such a bad place, the little one on the um, GameCube controller doesn't feel too bad. 
Yeah, that doesn't really work because it is in a bad place. And and it's also, it's not on a flat surface. It's on a kind of bowl. No, it's a bit weird. As I say, if it wasn't in that that position, it would probably be a lot better. It's in like a divot. That wasn't used for anything as far as I know, apart from the usual D-pad, let's use it as extra buttons to switch things. I don't even remember (laughs) that. Even Metroid didn't use that to switch because they used the C-stick because it was just like, (laughs) it's on that side of the pad. I didn't, didn't... Metroid use it for visor switching though. Like, so you gun switched with C and you visor switched. I don't even remember what the visor switch was. I guess it must have been presumably over there. <clears throat> I actually don't remember. No. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't remember Maybe how they did it on um on Metro Prime Three. Like, obviously, they didn't have all those controls. No. Oh, then again, they didn't have weapon switching, did they? No, no they got rid no. of they got rid of the idea of different weapons because it was like, now your missiles are ice missiles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess they figured it would be too difficult to control all of that. <laughs> the Wiimote. So yeah, they, they, apparently they've been sort of working with Oculus for the last year, but now Oculus has money. <laughs> they can just be like, well, we'll, we'll have you then. Basically, it's Facebook that's bought them, not not um, yeah, because Facebook own Oculus, right? So yeah, I guess. But all that, I wonder. Yeah, I suppose. But I wonder if that. Yeah, it depends how how Facebook are budgeting, are giving money to Oculus, I guess, and whether this was Oculus's decision to acquire them, or Facebook's decision. But you know, I'm sure it was I Oculus. Guess. Yeah, they're yeah. like, we need that those awesome guys. We need to make this need- thing comfortable somehow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that shouldn't be that much of a problem. It's like a controller is probably actually more difficult than just like a thing that fits to people's faces. What do, I don't know. That's putting it on someone's face is just like a matter of. But people's like, faces are more varied than people's hands. Yeah, but you you have to like basically account for the largest possibility and then just pad it to account for the smallest possibility. Oh, maybe, but then what if that dense padding causes headaches in the bigger people? Unless you have layers of padding you can remove. Well, yeah, you make it like, here's the here's the extra thick padding if it doesn't fit properly. Mm. Stick it on. There's more like the weight stuff. If they can figure out a way of making it weighted nicely. Yeah, but surely that's not really... So it clamps to your head without like, like a bad pair of headphones clamps to your head. Well, surely the weight issue is partially like actually what hardware they're going to use inside it. And also just a matter of like balancing it rather than... Because presumably at the moment they're just like, whatever we've got, we just shove it in there and, <laughs> and vaguely try and make it centred. Yeah, perhaps. If they can spread it out more evenly, presumably it will be better. Nah, I don't know. Right, yeah, right, maybe that'll make it. Maybe what they'll actually do is get them to make a controller for Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook fan <laughs> to go with your Facebook Oculus. Yeah. Or maybe this is exactly it. Like, I don't know, for some reason, <laughs> they, they want an Oculus branded 360 controller to go alongside with it. Well, it sort of makes sense because if you're going to be using an Oculus, you probably want an analog stick of some kind. Yeah, a keyboard That's true. Might be That's tricky. true. But, yeah. But then if you're using Facebook, you, Facebook, you want to type, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So maybe they'll end up like stealing the valve typing wheel for them or something. Will there be some sort of controller that is visually recognizable by a camera on the front of the Oculus so it can see where it is? So if you look down, you can see keys. You're holding the controller, I guess. Maybe. 
like so if you want to type you can see where the buttons are but then you would be able to see your fingers typing but unless it did something else with the camera i don't fucking know it's like at this point it's just like why wear a headset because i can see my fingers then <laughs> well, it's, it's, why you use a fucking oculus rift to go on facebook is the actual question again. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> It's probably not. No, I don't. Yeah, not obviously, obviously. <laughs> no. That. Unless Facebook really want to make that Sony Home thing, PlayStation Home. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's the only solution, or Second Life, or whatever. Yeah. Maybe Facebook are just starting a peripheral company now. That spin off. Like we're just going to make random peripherals with the new Mad Cats. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. They could totally make like a Facebook branded keyboard that just had like Facebook buttons for like quick access. <laughs> rapid like, rapid yeah. like, like all. Yeah, just like one button that lights everything on the page. Because <laughs> that was how the best way to fuck up Facebook real quick. <laughs> Mass like. What else we got? Uh, let's see. There must be. I saw the thing about Charlie Brooker being in Sniper Elite. That's kind of cool. He actually looks. He's like a German officer or something. Actually, yeah. does look like him. It's not bad. Yeah, so that's quite. Yeah, funny. that's been I that's been known for a while that, that he was he's going to be in that. Yeah, but there's been some actual screenshots of, of him oh, in it. So oh, him cool. as a person rather than just a voice. Oh yeah, he's a person. Yeah, he is doing the voice as well. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, news. I don't know. I like I was saying. I watched a bunch of well, the the actual videos from E3 that I didn't get around to the first time. Yeah, so that, I suppose N- Nintendo elected to have Iwata on the board still, or as CEO. Yeah, well, Iwata's not been well, right? So did that no. news after E3 was like he wasn't there because he had a. <laughs> but, I forget, I forget what on, but nothing. Uh, I vile. think he had a no, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's actually the vile duck. Okay, right. whatever that. What in as like. That's one of those classic bits of biology where it's like you never really learn what the fuck <laughs> bile ducts are even. It's like it's important for digestion, but like, what, how? Well, where does it connect to anything else? Is that what connects the gallbladder to something? It's just like it's somewhere in between the stomach and the intestines. It's just like a little extra bit, <laughs> as far as I remember. It might. It's just like right after the stomach, but just before the intestines. There's like, here's where the bile goes. Yeah, I think it's something to do with um, uh, fat digestion. Yeah, probably. Take it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pizza for you. <laughs> so that happened. It was mm-hmm. t- talking about Shovel Knight again. Is Shovel Knight a Wii U only release? Because I know it's come right. out on eShop, Maybe. and they've it's been on sort Steam, of talking about. Is it? Oh, okay. I haven't okay. seen it. Because they were sort of talking about it in the, like, oh, yeah, because this is, like, uh, a real homage to old NES games, but obviously the NES couldn't run this because we made it slightly better than that. Well, obviously, you'll want it to come out on the 3DS. Not that it has any 3D, but yeah. obviously yeah. suitable for... It's the kind of game, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Although, although, although it's although 16 they've by got another, They've got yeah. another screen to do whatever with. Yeah. I don't know what they do. Presumably move some of the like readouts and stuff that might not fit in the sixteen by nine style screen when you collapse it to more square aspect ratio. Maybe. Well, I guess it is coming to the three um, DS. 
Mm. And it's on PC and Mac and Linux. Hey. If you want to play it on those crazy platforms. Also, it's got shovel in it. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, my cool first word. thought was 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 shovel ball when I saw shovel ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and whether or not we could ever make a game adaptation of that. <laughs> there balls involved. <laughs> There's probably some balls involved at some point. The shovels involved. Yeah, but it's just like it's not. Not that there was any shovels involved. Yeah, technically there wasn't any shovels involved. It was just the action of shoveling that was it evolved. Barely even that. Oh no! That that that. Well, it was a similar action. The shoveling. (laughs) Otherwise, why was it called that? Because we were dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Because you know, setting up setting up for a smash shot, you needed to shovel the ball off the ground. <laughs> you kind of really didn't. You didn't ever need. That was the main thing about shovel was like you actually like, never needed to actually do the thing that the game was named on. Yeah, shoveling made little tactical sense. <laughs> Sorry. It'd be like it, it'd sort of be like in football if you like chip the ball up off the ground for yourself to header it. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no one does that because it's point. bad and dumb. <laughs> Everyone can see it going. And again, a smash is going to be slightly more effective. Well, maybe, I don't know, or is it? Probably not. Well, it maybe, maybe if we if you were playing like professional shovel in like a, a professional size pitch instead of like our backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to clarify, we I know we've talked about it before, but to newbies, like shovel, it's a game that we made up. Yeah, shovel ball was played with old school tennis rackets with a foam rugby ball, and it was a basically like football or hockey, but with those yeah, implements. Like hockey, basically, yeah. So when we're talking about smashing it, you're like literally smashing a foam rugby ball with a tennis racket in the classic yeah. smash smash shot style of. Well, of well, I don't know if you guys are watching Wimbledon. <laughs> I haven't. No, no, I haven't seen you. Too much going on. World Cupage. Yeah, Wimbledon overlapping with World Cup. It's a, it's a yeah, bad planning. That is. Watching Glastonbury <laughs> last night. I don't know if you saw any of that. No. Nope. The RK Flyer were headlining, and um, they're kind of a perfect big, big festival band headliner. I think their music is ideal, pretty much for. Funny, their music was actually a little bit more arcade themed. It's <laughs> it's got almost no arcade theme at all. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they were really really good. I thought. I, I mean, they've they've done it before, but I don't know. I think this was kind of the they've got enough albums now to like you know do a greatest hits set. Yeah, do a greatest hits type type thing, but still be they're still putting out stuff you know, that, that's good. You know, it's not it's not like. If when you get U2 on or whatever and they, they, all their yeah. best albums are like from the 80s and it's like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, so it's a kind of ideal. So that was cool. The right time. Oh, and Jurassic 5 were playing. That was amazing. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. They were, like, they were playing the hits. Man, that was awesome. And they looked like they were having a really good time because I know they, they split up a while back, but they, they're they back did. together. And they came both. back. Yeah, so they're obviously having fun. 
it was kind of cool. They had the two DJs either side, like like they had a thing in the middle, and then they had the, the, the Cut Chemist and Newmark on with their own little symbols either side, and then they were Charlie Tuna and stuff were dancing around the running around the front of the stage. It was pretty cool, and the, everyone seemed to be having a good time. So, and they did what's golden and everything. It was cool. Charlie Tuna. <laughs> Yeah, and it was his birthday uh, the day before or something, so he, they made everyone sing happy birthday to Charlie Tudor. <laughs> Possibly the best rap voice ever. Well, yeah, it's so, a good one. Something about that crazy deep tone. Yeah, it works. Verbal <laughs> Herman Munster. <laughs> I'm totally the it's impossible. Worst impression ever. It's impossible to do an impression. It's impossible to do an impression of Charlie Tudor. His voice is just too weird. I thought you were doing like it in a club style there. Because <laughs> <laughs> he sort of just his syllables are really quick, aren't they? As well, but then yeah, they are deep. deep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone uh, we're struggling. Steve Sale is happening. Oh yeah. I guess. Oh, hold on. There was like a TF2 whole like giant like 15 minute long video. Yeah, there stuff. was that. Yeah, I haven't watched it. What's it about? Is it good? <laughs> it's a TF2 movie. Yeah. It's, it must maybe be the like longest movie long. they've done, right? Yeah, it's longer not, than probably. any of the introducing movies that or, yeah. or anything else they've done. It was a proper movie. Um, What's about? Was it? Is it for anything? Or? Well, it was for the yeah. last update, but it's not not really. It's like, yeah, last update was barely an update, technically. Mm. It was all about mutated bread. So yeah. they introduced four new bread weapons that aren't actually new weapons. They're just reskins of old weapons. Nah. <laughs> Come on, man. You need to... Where's... We've talked about this before, but it's like, where's the interesting content? Well, what yeah. they did add, which actually proceeded to fuck everything up for like a week or two, was they added more taunts. Oh, really? So... Well, the trouble was, they added more taunts. So firstly, everyone who had the new taunts, like, for the individual character taunts, were just mm. taunting all the fucking time. Of course. Which is the bad start. But then they also added group, more group taunts, like the high five. Okay. Except now it's group taunts, so you can have as many people as you want join in. <laughs> and you can do it regardless of what team you're on. <laughs> Oh, wow. So basically, like, 50% of every server was not actually playing. They were just, just like, having a conga line or doing some square dancing. <laughs> That's really quite funny. It was funny, except, like, if you actually wanted to play T-Portnicks. <laughs> you know what you could have done instead? Just go and play Plants vs. Zombies. Now that that's out on PC. Are you going to buy that on PC? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. When it's in the Steam sale. Oh, of course it won't be, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's Origin, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Origin. Okay, fair enough. And, you know, there's no point in me getting that on PC if no one else is going to play it. So, you know. Yeah, not really. I mean, you've got a super powerful console to play it on and uh, people to play it with, I suppose. Well, cool. enough, anyway. Does Kips play that? Yeah, Kips plays PVC. I thought so, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's a great game. Go check it out. Has it got? Um, when did it come out on PC this this week? Uh, pretty recently, yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm. Have there been reviews yesterday? Because I wonder what the, the PC crowd thinks of it. Because it's yeah, it depends whether. It, yeah, I don't know if they would. A lot of places probably won't review it again because they'll. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
but PC centric places, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Pretty well yeah, received, yeah, yeah. like review wise. So, not in its first round. Yeah. So it, it, it get, you know, gets a very high recommendation from me. I'm, I'm still playing. <laughs> we talked about it for like every week for the last yeah. two months or something. Yeah, at least. I'm still playing. It doesn't have well, longer than that. Yeah, since March probably. Yeah. But does it have mutated bread weapons? No. It doesn't have mutated bread weapons. No, bread isn't a plant. Well, it was a plant at some point. Yeah, but <laughs> you can't just grow bread. <laughs> Technically, you can, but not He's, directly. You sort of, yeah, you sort of aerate. You aerate flour. <laughs> really? Where do you get flour from, Rob? <laughs> yeah, you do have to do a whole bunch of stuff, though. Yeah, you don't just grow. You don't just plant a bread tree. And have like dangling muffins coming from it. Muffins are bread. <laughs> Spready. Loaves. Loaves. Or baguettes. Baguette. That would be more natural. Just, just stick a baguette in the ground and, uh, and it'll grow, right? Loaf. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. And then you just like you just like cut the top off it periodically once it's grown high enough. I'm sure we used to really annoy my parents, <laughs> like whenever we used to have like a an ice lolly. Or something, because you take the stick of the ice lolly and plant it. Okay. So you just end up with like a little little um, patch of Garden sticks. Of... I don't know, that's <laughs> kind of could be a decorative feature if you had enough of them and you'd like organize them in fancy rows or something. Yeah, but we were like five. So <laughs> actually, it just went on for a lot longer than yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it went on for long enough, they would eventually be a ton of them. I think they would clean up after us <laughs> so you didn't end up with. Well, I think the problem was is we may have attracted a swarm of ants to where we would normally plant them. <laughs> okay, that might be, might be a problem. <laughs> there was the boiling. The boiler the boiler name. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Oi. <laughs> so is that the end of the news? <laughs> Probably. Since we pretty much always started talking about what we've been playing anyway. I don't, well, PVC doesn't count, that's a given. Anti-fortress. Yeah. There was actually well, something we need to talk about in that. Yeah, at least I remember that. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to talk about a couple of the videos that I'd seen of, of since E3 that I saw at the press conferences. Well, I watched sure. some... I, was this at Sony? But I watched some footage of uh, the, the Metal Gear Solid game 5. Oh, they, uh, had, the, they had the crazy trailer. Yeah, they the, did actually show uh, gameplay. Right. I, I saw yeah, a whole I, bunch I, of I heard that it was the same, pretty much the same as the the other 30-minute the game that they already released, only larger. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed that way. It seemed quite similar. But it had this insane, like, I don't know if this was in the 30-minute game, but it, it was really, like, I found it really weird and jarring for, like, re- realism-wise, was that they had this They have this thing where you can, um, uh, say you, not, you kill someone or you knock someone out or whatever. If you want to get rid of the body, I guess you can drag it away or whatever. But you, you can just attach... A little balloon to it and have that Fulton air recovery system um work. You know that stupid <laughs> thing? The thing that's in um um you know Batman, you know, the Dark Knight or whatever, where where the plane comes along and and and, and grabs the It's in the, the single player of Battlefield Four as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it might uh, yeah, be but, uh, where you're in the but, you're in that stupid town and then you, you just go off off the roof. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah but so that's in a 
hooks you and brings you up or whatever. So that's kind of a cool moment or something in Battlefield, I'm sure, or whatever. Yeah, because um, it's all well, organized, it's, right? It's one like, of the few. It's at the end of a cutscene about talking about stuff. Yeah. But you'd have to be like ready, you know, prepared, and the plane's on its way, and then you send up the little balloon, and then it catches you. And but in 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 Metal Gear Solid, it's just a way of removing things. So he was just doing it constantly. So what would happen is uh, you'd knock out a guy, and then you'd just attach a balloon to it, and he would start flying up into the air, and you'd just hear him go ah as he got hooked, and then meow at the sound of the plane, which apparently turns up at exactly the right moment, and then like five minutes later. Do the same yeah. thing. It's probably drones. Yeah. Oh, do you think? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, this drone, and because because this is this enemy base, and he's creeping around, and like literally every thirty seconds, this this drone flies over and like picks up wow. some guy, and he's got an infinite supply of these balloons, which he's like pulling out of his ass and attaching to things, <laughs> <laughs> including like goats and stuff. <laughs> just anything he wants, he'll just <laughs> slap a balloon on, and it'll just <laughs> get pulled away. Exactly. And it's like, what the fuck is this? This is hilarious, but, but it's <laughs> really turning into just cause. What they should have yeah, done is the pretty opposite. Bad. If they wanted to have a, a less realistic, but also more realistic, it's like, it's less realistic because it doesn't happen like this in real life, whereas the Fulton thing is technically real. <laughs> but more yeah, realistic real. from, for like how the game works, they should have made it so that it was like the opposite and had it so that you just tag things and then a, like a burrowing machine comes up out of the ground and grabs them and dra- drags yeah. them away. Because <laughs> then that, that would, would be, be significantly more, more stealthy. <laughs> Yeah, that would make work a lot better, I think. I mean, and almost be more plausible. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Simultaneously more yeah. and less realistic. <laughs> so that was stupid and hilarious. Um, it, because I thought he'd stop doing it, but he just kept doing it throughout the whole gameplay, getting rid of things by just <laughs> attaching balloons to them. Which really, like, if this is like a stealthy operation, people would get slightly suspicious of this drone doing yeah. lo- doing laps. <laughs> exactly. And, and, where are the, and where are the people going? Well, supposedly, the, supposedly, from what I hear, is that everything you recover using that system is basically a resource that goes back to your home base. That's mm-hmm. right. They go back to so. Well, so you have like base. a collection of like henchmen. Yeah, basically, you like turn yeah, them to your you side <laughs> and employ them. Yeah, that sounds like like it totally works. Well, it's you know, it's fucking metal gear out of heaven shit. I'm sure they. Oh, <laughs> once they discover the secrets of whatever, <laughs> just narrow bot someone's brain. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so they have this big base, which is like an oil rig that you can kind of build on and make bigger and stuff. And so presumably from by picking up things with your hilarious Fulton drone of doom, gradually <laughs> so acquire stuff. So I guess that's why you want to pick up as much stuff as yeah, you can. That's why you want to pick yeah. up everything. Oh, Long and stop. he started the, um, yeah, that's why I guess. And he started the thing before he, um, went into the base he like requested equipment from from mother base which got delivered by plane and it arrives in a crate and then guess what's in the crate that he's ordered a cardboard box so you have to get rid of the box that contains the box and then get the box and then hide in the box but you don't want that cardboard box losing shape on impact does the giant crate just like disappear after a while Yeah, I, I can't remember what happens to the crate. It might even disappear as it animates as you open it. I can't even remember. But you just get a cardboard box, and um, which just, yeah, the typical um, Metal Gear Solid cardboard box. But that was cool in the first game because it only appeared like once, and there just happened to be a cardboard box there, and you used it, right? It wasn't like there, a whole... there was actually, there was a gameplay mechanic associated with it in the section. Of oh the yeah, rooms. 
Yeah. That's right. But near here, it's like, you know, you move around in the box. You can pop out the top of the box and shoot people. And you can kind of... If well, it opens the, box, the other side. Well, supposedly this, this the new carbon opens. box is like... It's, you don't have it from the start. You have to research the advanced carbon box. Tech. <laughs> yeah. So it has all like flaps and stuff so you can actually pop out and jump out of it and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is and why you it gets delivered jump, from the crate. And you could jump out sideways as well. So if you... Um, you can kind of roll out sideways. So if, if um, somebody spots the cobble box moving and gets alerted, you can dive out of it, and then they go to investigate the box, and, and you, <laughs> you shoot, you kill them or whatever. So oh, it's that's fabulous! It's hilarious. I don't know. Metal Gear, so weird. It looks yeah. great, of course. It's just freaking weird. It has always been weird, though. Everything about it is that's strange. True. <laughs> so that was that I thought it was getting a little bit more normal with the last one you know with the uh, little half hour no. thing because it's if only this well wasn't... no it's oh, with the, oh the last it, one I'm oh, sorry it, yeah Grand yeah. Zero when you say the last one I immediately yeah. thought MGS4 it's like <laughs> no. no 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 Grand Zeroes I mean it's a bit more kind of western isn't it with like shooter controls if you want and and mm. uh, much more kind of uh, the celly really but it's still got the dumb shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So that was that. And then, like I said, I watched the some of the. I wonder if they'll make you Ubisoft listen to stuff. commentaries on an iPod if you want to. <laughs> oh, almost certainly. That was so weird. Yeah. That was the weird, one of the weirdest things about MGS4. It's like for some reason you have an iPod. Like, like just blatantly Literally an, an iPod. iPod. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I watched some of the Ubisoft stuff. So I watched the like the Far Cry and the Assassin's Creed gameplay. It looks like they've got a stronger sure. lineup than EA by quite a long way there. Um, oh, EA will probably not be doing anything for the next yeah, few don't years. Have a lineup. <laughs> no. Yeah, they, they'll 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 crap out some sports games, and that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. Unless they so um, unless there's more, there is more of a long term plan for PVZ. Come on, more content. Well, they're just, they've got um, battlefield and battle hardline and they battlefront and fuck knows what else. Titanfall DLC to get through. True. Titanfall, yeah. Titanfall 2 won't be for ages, though. No. Two or three years or something, I expect. Yeah. Yeah. Although they are still adding stuff to it because of what the Titan burn card mode is coming very shortly. Well, not mode, but they're just adding. Titan specific burn cards, yeah. Because there are technically Titan burn cards, just not really. Well, I wonder if that means you have a different set of burn cards, like you pick one set. <laughs> God, I hope not, because so only if they give you more space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they give you a whole set for ground and a whole set for Titans. But then how do you, how would you trigger them? Because do you still have to, if you pick like a Titan burn card, can you only pick one or do you choose one of each at the start of a life? And yeah, if you die, point. does it eliminate both of them or just yeah. the on-ground ones? Yeah, that's a good question. That would make that a bit tricky. Then again, the Titan cards as they stand is a bit of a risk. Well, it? yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless your Titan's already on the field somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you've just respawned. Yeah. I really haven't, I haven't gone back to play that game for quite a while. I was going to when it was free over the weekend, but I haven't... Just to, oh yeah, just to see what see the, if the population went up. Yeah. Not that I can act, not that there's really any way to tell, I guess. So I ended up making a, a, dis, a, a I think I mentioned one, a, 
about a month ago, maybe on the cast that I had that um, I had some Microsoft points that were expiring. Yeah, uh, I eventually made a decision because otherwise there's use it or lose it. So the choice I came I came down to was to either uh, pick up the Titanfall season pass as a yeah. way of perhaps making me play that game more, or plonk for two Xbox One um, sort of indie uh, indie titles. Which, I could, yeah. which you know, there was a bit of overspill there into real money, but whatever. It's like, so I ended up going for the the the, the picking two games option because it's like, yeah. well, if I'm not playing Titanfall, having more Titanfall probably isn't going to make me play Titanfall. That's true. So I ended up deciding. What did you go for? Uh, I've got Child of Light and Super Titanfall. Because I figured they might be the least likely things to become free anytime soon on, <laughs> yeah, on, on, on deals with gold. Well, maybe. Yeah, but they don't have that many semi-good games to get free still. Yeah, I mean, they announced uh, what July's is going to be. Um, is the follow-on from this, I suppose. Mm. And it's going to... They are... It's a bit cheeky in a way, because technically there are still two free games available. <laughs> but they're the same game? But one of them they're not changing. No, okay. So one of them is still going to be Max and the Curse of Brotherhood. Or Brothers, or I think it's Brotherhood. Is is still going to be the game, one of the games of gold. But the other one they're doing is a bit left field, and I didn't expect. is because Guacamelee is going to be released on Xbone. And they're going to make it free immediately. And they're going to make it free immediately, yeah. <laughs> wow, fuck them guys. <laughs> Well, presumably Microsoft are paying them money to do it. Oh, I guess that's how this works. But it's the, whatever they call it, the Super Turbo Championship Edition. <laughs> whatever that means. Awesome. Okay. So you're definitely so, playing that because that's free. I already have a copy on Steam, yeah. but it's like, well, uh, I might right. as well play this version because I think this version is one special edition up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll play that one, I guess. Also, I need, to, I need, I need some advice. Yeah. So... As I sort of told Dan earlier, like my PC sort of had a bit of a Barney, so I haven't yeah. been playing a lot of PC games. Um, the boot table or whatever you call it got corrupted, so Windows wouldn't start. Uh, but then that got me like for for a few moments until I figured out that the drive wasn't fucked. I was like, "Oh God, no, no! All the silent video assets, all the." Um, not as few of them as they are. Yeah, not yeah. actually. You don't, it's only the video files that are the actual <laughs> file size. <laughs> True, but it's the it's all the like the I'd have to do title cards and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Type that text into an editor. But more importantly, that's on that, that drive as well. My music stuff is still right. Yeah, like that's that. actually important. Like, yeah, my in, my music making environment. And I was like, no, 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 no! Please say it's still there, and it was still there. Fortunately, so I backed all that up. But obviously, that now leaves me sort of as happens periodically, paranoid about storage. So it's like I've narrowed things down to two possible choices. Okay. With pros and cons either way that I'm having a hard time figuring figuring out what to do. So out the way right, right now is price because they both options are kind of the same. So ignore that okay. from your factors. So option one is I build myself a NAS drive Um and when I say build myself, I build it myself. Like I build a media server, essentially. Um, okay. I like use a case from my old PC. I put like an i5 in it and enough uh, enough memory and stuff to, to run it. I can run a RAID 1 hard disk array in it to get like you know some some level of storage security. 
Um, probably put Linux on it. Um, so you get the flexibility of perhaps running it as a media transcoder using PS3 media mm. server or Plex or something. But it will probably be a lot of work to try and set up and get running and perhaps I'll be... Yeah. Uh, yeah, perhaps getting things like using it as an iTunes server might be tricky on Linux or getting an AirPlay thing set up might be tricky. That's true. Or the other option is to buy one of these bespoke NAS drives, like a Synology is the one I'm looking at. Um, oh, okay. Which would probably be much, much easier to set up. Probably much, much smaller, because the case is obviously only as big as the drives, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um It would. It has some audio output and video output capabilities um, for DLNA and stuff, so I could still get some of that to work. But obviously, it couldn't do video transcoding because it's not beefy enough. No. So I'd lose that part of it for some files, which could be a problem. Um, but it's but sort of like do, e- you want to be doing your hard work on your on your fast machine, right? And then and then do the storage. Would, would you have well, no, but I mean transcoding on the fly because like some, fi- oh, some I files I have don't play on PS3 or any of the things I have actually attached to my telly. Oh, so right, you need to okay. run it through some kind of server like Plex or PS3 okay. media server to So you could pipe, th- pipe it through your uh, fast machine via... Well, the- this is what you could do, yeah. I could have the drive running and if I wanted to watch something on the telly, fire up my uh, normal PC and have that act as a... Yeah. Uh, as a transcoding client. Yeah. Which is a little inconvenient. And, sure. you know, then I don't avoid having the noise of my PC running. Yeah, that's true. But I haven't quite figured out which route is best. It's like, I don't know if... It's like, I don't know if everything I want to do is going to be possible if I build. But at the same time, I don't know if I can be asked to build. Yeah, I mean... Because it would be running in a big case, I guess, because I have a big case and they're always easier to work with than little cases. And That's true. I mean, it might be fun to, to do the build, but I don't know. I think I'd yeah. lean more towards the the ready-made solution, to be honest. Um, it's kind of what I'm thinking. It might be easier yeah. to extend that thing as well, The um, you know, just put more drives in or yeah. thick, fix I mean, things up on it. So where's the... Where'd, so the price thing is because you have to buy an uh, a processor, right, for the for the one you're building. Yeah. You have so to... the building and they both come to about uh, four hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. Um, for the setup I'm looking at, which is at first something with two three terabyte drives, um, mm-hmm. in a in a RAID of some form, and uh, and and yeah. And so the, what do you the, get in the, the rest ready... to go with it? And the ready-made thing, the same storage. Yeah, I'd put two three two, terabyte three. drives in it, which would be cool. Okay. Um, the Synology ones have this thing they called uh, they call SHR or Synology Hybrid RAID, which is supposedly a bit like RAID five or RAID six, but makes better use of redundant space if okay. you put drives of different sizes in. But then a lot of people have said actually don't use RAID five or RAID six because it's risky. In the sense right. that if one drive fails, it has to rebuild that drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the rebuild, you might, if one dri- another drive's failed and the whole array goes down. But then I'm thinking, like, if you raid one, surely it has to rebuild the other drive anyway. And if your other drive fails, then you've got to rebuild it anyway, regardless. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it sounds a bit suspicious. 
um, you know, you'd think they'd have thought of all the raid configurations for that before someone comes along and thinks, oh, I've got something even cleverer that's my, um, you know, proprietary thing. Yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, the SHR means that it uses, if you put drives of different sizes in, naturally a RAID array can only be uh, treat itself like this, each drive is the size of the smallest one Yeah, yeah. by the definitions of RAID. But so I think with this, that. yeah, with this SHR form, it's like you'll, you only get like the capacity won't increase mm-hmm. like compared to RAID 5 or 6, but it can use the rest of the disk that it's not using to store just redundancy information. Yeah. If you see what I mean? So more drives have more capability of backing up the other drives, I guess. Yeah, so that makes sense. Whatever that means, yeah. <laughs> but you're only going to put two of the same size in anyway. Yeah. It it, it depends, really, because if you like RAID 1, the first two, like the one, the Synology has four bays. Right. So I put two in at first and then two in later. It's like, I could do I RAID 1 the first set and then RAID 1 the second set so they appear as two different volumes? Mm. Or if I use SHR and I just plug in more drives, then I get more capacity, but they all appear as one volume. But with the obvious risks of what RAID 5 and stuff does. What do you think, Zag? I don't know. Insightful. <laughs> so helpful. I don't copy shit to an external hard drive. I don't give a crap about data security, really. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like there's probably... It's, it's strange because I'm not really looking at it totally totally from a backup perspective because if it was doing a backup, then yeah, surely you should put it on another drive and put that other drive in a shoebox somewhere. In a different place, <laughs> yeah. It's just something a little bit more reliable than if one drive fails. And, you know, my system, it would give me a way of like cleaning up uh, my system, I suppose, by offloading a ton of files to it. <laughs> it's not technically really cleaning up your system, it's just like... <laughs> You could maybe go and delete some stuff, potentially. But potentially, but most of it is games. Or, yeah. Or like music or stuff for casting. <laughs> and also you don't actually need to clean up your system. I don't know. You've got tons of space. The, 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 it's, it's, of the, space. it's the boot speed that I need to I don't think deleting moving files would actually make it boot faster. The boot yeah, speed isn't really based on your data density. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, I've had great success with my uh, tiny little uh, boot drive SSD. It boots really fast. Yeah, I was thinking that, but you can't really move a Windows install to a different drive, can you? And no, I really you can't wanna... really. No, it's not much I mean, fun, I, I don't think. Ha- had I not been able to recover my Windows install, then yeah, I would have probably bought an SSD because, you know, like, why the fuck not? If I'm going to restart, do everything from scratch, yeah, then exactly. might as well put it on an SSD, but... You need to like sort out so that you can uh, get your um, music making environment etc. up and running really quickly from a new install. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass though because like some VSTs require installations themselves. Right. So I'm not really sure that you can do that. Like some VSTs just install rather than you copying a DLL to the right place. Hmm. But presumably some... because most of them are licensed in some way, or that's true. Almost no, because it's ones I, I, install anyway. You'll need to do it at some point. Yeah, inevitable. Nib, 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 nib. nib. Yeah. Anyway, what you've been playing is a question. <laughs> now that we've decided that you're so, getting the Synology. <laughs> Synology. There we go. Yeah. Now's my face. 
Uh, who wants to go first? Then? Uh, you go, Rob. Unless, uh, Apparently. Host has decided. All right, so where do, where do we start? So uh, why don't we start with something I have already mentioned? Child of Light. Okay. I've been playing that shit. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Really? Like, I'm not kidding. Actually, properly pretty damn good. So what's like, the deal with it? So it's an RPG, um, sort of, I guess, RPG light, really, because its mechanics aren't that in-depth compared to something like a Final Fantasy. But it's um, uh, it's it's, ba- it's it's based off the UbiArt framework, and you sort of oh, yeah. you, you go around a, um, a world um, sort of done in a painterly style, sort of very much sort of water watercolor sort of look to it. Cool. Um, so it's you know based on UbiArt, it makes it pretty damn good looking, and uh, animates quite well. Um, and it's just Is got it a lot of charm. Of, to what's it. the perspective to it then? Is it like because I'm thinking it's, Rayman. It's a side scroller, yeah. Oh, yeah. but it's like an RPG. Yeah, but RPG okay. mechanics, but in a sort of like two dimensional. It starts off platformy, I suppose, the world, in that you're moving around and jumping and stuff. Okay. But very quickly that becomes superfluous because you can, you, like, after the first major boss fight, you fly. So you can just sort of get anywhere. <laughs> right, cool. That's cool. You have the power yeah. to move around quickly. So it kind of makes this, although you're side on, it sort of makes the whole world a bit more like a world map, I suppose. So, so is it all one screen? Corridors and things still. Thing. Like, How do you mean? Is the whole world what you can just scroll around it? Do you, do you do you like go to different areas? We still have or? to you still have to traverse. So you're like you're you know you're the size of a person. So you're still like although you can fly, you're still moving as you would. Yeah, but I'm just wondering if it's one giant map that you could like zoom out and see the whole thing. Oh no, no, it is sort of segregated into areas. Right. Okay, like cool. you can't just yeah, I couldn't couldn't just zoom out and there'd be a nice smooth zoom like Google Maps or something. There's yeah. like a map screen and there are clear edges to the world in places and right yeah okay. to, to you know it's it's still screens by that logic i suppose levels but you can move about them pretty much as cool. as you will and so how does uh battling work and stuff yeah so combat is very similar to the um more recent stuff from zeboid on the penny arcade series oh yeah um so um from th- well, three and four, I suppose, where it's kind of timeline based. So as time moves, your characters move along this bar at the bottom of the screen, and then they enter a casting point. And it's at that point you choose what move that person does. But it doesn't, it doesn't um, work immediately. You have a red casting zone, and depending on like certain things, take a different length of time and stuff. So you'll move through that casting zone faster or slower based right. on the style of move you've picked. Um, and the trick is to if you hit something while they're in the red zone, then you interrupt their movement and they go back on the timeline. So you can so you can stop them from performing their their attack. Um, so it, like you can you can sort of trick it like or get enemies stuck in an in- interrupt loop if your timings work out nicely. So you're just interrupting them all the time before they can do anything. Um, and sort of part so part of the tactics of the game is trying to work out whether it's best to focus your attacks all on one person or if something is about to have a particularly damaging attack whether you go out of your routine to interrupt that person at that time or but it also applies both ways so you can be interrupted 
um, if you miss time an attack, which actually makes defense a viable option more often than you perhaps normally do in an RPG. All right, okay. Because defend, defending means your next move, you go along the timeline a lot faster, um, but you're also immune to interruption whilst defending. So, uh, right. Because the interruption is the key mechanic, right? So, I guess yeah, pretty cool. much. So that's the that's basically the core of the combat, and the rest of it sort of plays out. Sort of, you know, the moves you're picking are sort of uh, traditional, I guess, in the sense that there's there's elemental stuff, there's physical stuff. You haven't really yep. come across many status effects, but there are a few, um, such as you know paralysis is the obvious one, and I believe there's poison. Yeah. Um, poison. But there's also um, during a fight, you also have control of well using a right stick of a firefly that you fly around. The, the battle screen and if your firefly is over um uh, an enemy say you can hold down left trigger to start um burning through this sort of firefly bar but you blind the enemy and during right. that process while they're sort of going ah <laughs> with this firefly light they start moving slower along the timeline so you use that to your advantage to try and blind certain enemies so you interrupt them at the right time and things or you can use you can use that to manipulate the timeline to your advantage, right? Yeah, which no. basically makes it kind of unique in that you're you're thinking about fights in a way that I'm not sure I've ever done before. Okay, that does sound really cool. A sort of active element, I guess, in the Firefly. But you could choose to also burn your Firefly power on one of your characters by moving it over to you and then holding left trigger on it, and it will give you a very slow regen. Oh, if you're not sure what to do with it. Yeah, but you, you get limited power, so most of the time it's actually quite useful just to stun at least one enemy more than regen, because the regen is very slow. But if right. you're in like a, if the game is in like a pause state, the regen will work while in pause at the cost of the firefly power. So if you want to, you can just burn all your firefly power while everyone, while no one's doing anything to okay. get some health back. Um, so if, but most yeah. most stages will have a couple of plants in them as well that you can just rub your firefly over and get some of your power back um, for one time. Okay. And then that plant is... Like a little battery thing. Yeah, and then that plant has been used. Uh, so it's, it makes... It's it's especially important on the boss fights where, you know, the, the, the approach you take on who to blind and um, when to use your firefly fly power is probably much more important. It's a yeah. It makes for a very interesting system. And it's so like I'm playing many, it in then, the expert mode, which it isn't actually that hard until you hit a boss fight, and then it's suddenly very hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that the top difficulty or? Yeah, well, it only has two. It only has casual mode and expert mode. Oh, okay, okay. Which they renamed from the original names, which I think was like normal and hard or something, because they did they they felt they didn't properly explain right how the game the felt in those was. difficulty levels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Actually, most people should be playing it on expert who are gamers. But so, what? How often are the bosses then? Uh, not that frequent. I think I've okay. had like two or three thus far, but I'm not crazy far through the game. Um, and are you just dying quite a bit every time? And uh, boss fights take me a few attempts. Yeah, yeah. Um, to, to to find an appropriate tactic. You, you, I could probably like over level, but I don't know if the I don't, I'm not sure the game scales other things levels to you. It's hard to tell, but right. Is there loot and stuff? Or, or is yeah, it so, so, to a degree. I don't think you, you don't really get like 
upgrades to your weapons or armor and stuff the loot you get tends to be like one use items or there's this uh, okay. um there's a sort of gem socketing system that reminds me a bit like of how it works in um uh, torchlight or something where you oh, yeah. can you get you find a lot of rough gems and you can craft rough gems together to make slightly better gems and then you socket those into a, in either to your weapon or your armor or something else like a, a tertiary and they have slightly yeah. different effects like so if you put it on your if you put a ruby, for instance, on your sword, then you'll impart fire with every hit. Or if you put it on your armor, then it's fire protection. Or if you put it on your tertiary slot, for some reason, you get more health, you know, that kind of stuff. But there's also a color element at play here in that you can combine colored gems together to make, so a red and a blue makes a purple, for instance, which will have different effects again. Mm. Or you can combine, I think you can combine a red, a green, and a blue to make a white, which I haven't done yet, um, which I don't know what that does. Um, so, so there's some yeah, element of like, yeah, customization. that's about as far as the equ- equipment side goes. But there is a skill okay. tree as well, right? So okay. I think each each character has like three branches. So you're, making, you're making choices, right? Of yeah, you are making know. choices, but I think they're pretty subtle. Okay, like I mean, the skill trees will eventually unlock new moves, but most of the time you're just picking. Oh, do I want more strength? Or do I want more dodge? Stuff like that, and it, it, you kind of just stay on a tree until you get the moves that you want. Like, our oh, counter would be useful, so I'll work towards counter. Or mm-hmm. um, it'd be nicer to have a more powerful physical strike. So I want like physical two. I want two star physical, please. So you move towards that. Um, but everything along the way is kind of like, oh, you're just getting a tiny stat boost because you still get stat boosts when you level. So and yeah, leveling probably improves those much faster than any you get on the skill tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it in a nutshell, really. It's quite. It's, it's, it carries a lot the of story, charm. Then, yeah. Well, the story the story starts with a sort of everything's. Uh, the thing I remember about this game is there's a weird sort of sense of style in that every bit of dialogue is in rhyme. <laughs> okay, like rhyme. Like every. Yeah, everything is everything rhymes. Um, so the story is told to you like a like a poem. Um, so it's like the the intro basically goes in telling the tale that how. Um, uh, you're, uh, you you play as Aurora, who is a princess of some kingdom, who, who's uh, cut all the poetic nonsense out of the way. Whose dad dies? Uh, no, wrong way round. You die first. Um, <laughs> right, you, you die, die basically. Aurora dies, and you wake up somewhere else, and then it's like, what the fuck's going on? Um, and it's not too long before the story sort of tells you, oh, hey, this is the same place. It's just you're in a different time and your dad may be dead. Maybe. Okay. Good luck figuring so it out from ju- there. <laughs> so how do you know you died and didn't just fall asleep or something or whatever? Well, I'm not sure you do, but the tale sort of narrates it to you. No, right. Okay, fair enough. Mm, genius. And then you, so far I've met like a gnome-looking wizard and a jester person to be in my party <laughs> jester person oh. so how how big uh, do your party like travel inside you or whatever as you <laughs> yeah tra- as you're around. as you're flying around you don't see them <laughs> right, they, don't, okay. they don't have traversal problems cool and then um how, how big do you think well you think you've got two in your party do you think that's oh, i've got that's... well yeah there's me and these two other people um, yeah. Oh, don't forget Aurora's yeah. the playable. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, it's it's interesting though that although you have three in your party, only two of them are active during battle. 
but there's no oh, right. penalty for swapping. Um, so if it becomes your turn, you can choose to swap. Um, right. And, the, and you, you don't, don't get penalized for doing so. No. Okay. So it's, so it's kind of useful if you want to have a tanking character out, like for yeah. some turns, I suppose. Someone you don't mind who gets hit. It's like, oh, something bad's coming. Quick, swap for swap to this guy. He can he can take some of the damage, and then we'll swap back to the guy I want. So you, can you do it only once in the? So can you swap your tank out and then, you know, cast a spell? Well, well yeah. If you swap to that character, you still get that character's turn. So yeah. say Aurora reaches her casting zone, you use her cast to swap to um, the gnome magician, whose name I can't remember, um, and then he still gets a turn. So mm-hmm. if you say you were using him as the tank, you could then defend for a mm-hmm. bit. And then the next casting phase comes along, and you could just swap him back out for Aurora again after after defending what you were trying to prevent. Cool. So it, it gives you... It seems like there's more tactical options than it first seems when you start figuring this stuff out. Yeah, more complex than it than it at first appears. Yeah, which is nice. It keeps you experimenting a little. Cool. Sounds good. Child of Light. Mm. Yeah, really enjoying it thus far. Got a good sense of style. Music fits great. Um, so, I mean, I kind of wish everything was fully voice acted because it's like it is during the cutscenes, but when you're like talking to characters and stuff, it's all text. Um, I think having a proper um, dramatic reading would have been would have been good. Yeah, that seems to be sometimes you, re- get, some- you get that more nowadays, don't you? There's less kind of full text. RPGs yeah, that- I mean, some, sometimes reading the rhymes doesn't flow quite so well, and I sort of want someone to have read it so I can sort of hear what the, hear the, the intended yeah. flow to that line would have been. But yeah, that that would be cool. But still kind of neat. It seems like Ubi Art can do no wrong right now. Yeah, are they, are they planning on using it for anything else? Or, or uh, well, yeah, there's been the two Rayman games thus far, this, yeah. and Valiant Hearts has also been oh, made right, in, yeah. in Ubi Art. So, cool. yeah. Good thus Check. far. I will keep playing. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know more. Uh, on that one if you want a painterly rpg though sounds like uh, mm. one to check out uh so staying with the xbox i started playing that after i finished uh, i started playing child of light after i basically went through all of the campaign on halo spartan assault oh god that thing yeah yeah okay it's a bit weird i don't i don't really know how i feel about it because on one element it's it it does sort of map Halo to a dual stick shooter kind of well. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean, like it doesn't lose too many mechanics from Halo in the process. Like you still have grenades, you still have the shield system, you still have a pretty good selection of the weapons, and they all work kind of as you expect, except for the fact you don't have to reload them. You just they mm-hmm. just run out of ammo, and so in that respect, it kind of works. But yet, I'm not really sure it's that fun. Right. Could that be the kind of key element for gaming? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something just doesn't sit right. And it's hard to really say. I mean, it obviously has the trappings that this was originally a, a, a game designed for, like, I think it was originally designed for Windows 8 in a sort of casual mobile game style. Yeah, like for a Surface. Like for Surface, yeah. 
So it's got some of those, like, I don't know what you'd expect from like an iPad game or something, cheapness to some things that mm-hmm. you perhaps wouldn't expect from a full console game. From a Halo um, game, for sure. Well, yeah. Like bits of the menus and stuff, they're not really that slick and those, those sort of elements. And it's it's just, yeah, I don't know quite. And I think what it does is it makes me want to play a proper Halo game. And, or, and make me realize how much I actually quite like the Halo universe. But this is not how I want to engage with the Halo universe. <laughs> this like maybe it fit was... in. I mean, does it fit in with this lore? And... Well, they, they, they go off on a tangent somewhat. And I think it's, right. they, the, the game is sort of... Uh, the game justifies itself as being a game, but it's being played by people to try and learn the history of certain... Um, certain battles in Spartan in the battle well, of Spartans versus Covenant, I guess. Right. It's like it's being in used as a training of... aid that and the I game even acknowledges it that it's a game. It's like you may have fun playing this or something. As the AI tells you. <laughs> it's ironic. <laughs> it's all <off. laughs> you, you may of. have fun. Yeah. yeah. You may have fun. So yeah, that's mm. where that's where it tries to justify itself. So it's it's not really crossing over, I guess, with any storylines that are important to the series. Other so than the fact like that, that at one point there's different Spartans, or, or you're two. I think you play. Oh, I can't remember okay. the names. One of them is Palmer. I think one of them might be Davis, something like that. Um, and yeah, they're, 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 I suppose there is one point of storyline towards the end that kind of echoes some of the events of Halo Four. Or like not really echoes, but has does some of the I don't know the composing thing. I think something composes Davis at some point, <laughs> or tries to. Okay. Spoiler alert, I guess. But <laughs> I don't think that has any meaning. I I, I mean, no. but doesn't for me anyway. And I haven't played Halo Four, so maybe if I started playing it, I'd understand what composing was. Essentially, Forerunner Tech kind of has the ability to sort of break stuff down and potentially rebuild it, right? Yeah, in well, some form, but it's not really clear how any of that shit works. I don't think it's ever really explained in Halo Four, and they probably um, don't plan to explain it. <laughs> not Maybe they will in Halo yeah. Six or something. So yeah, that, that was that. So I tried playing the co-op okay. mode, but there's no split-screen co-op, so you have right. to play it over live. That's kind of a shame. No that, that, could, that would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, it probably would have been better suited to have something like that, but it's but you can't, and it's uh, or even some kind like, of like uh, single screen co-op where you're like fodder, both on yeah. the same. Yeah, or yeah, you're both sort of limited to being near each other. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Anyway, well, I say that'd be cool if the, if the game uh, yeah, it might be interesting because the co-op levels are different. They're like flood based yeah. rather than covenant based. Oh, and there's okay. some sort of infection mechanic. But as I say, I've not been, I've not been able to actually play a game over live. Like whenever it tries to do matchmaking, it just doesn't find anyone. Either because no one's playing it, or because it doesn't work. I don't know. So that was that. I um, don't really recommend, but you might as well play it because it's free. I guess if you catch it in the next day before that swaps out for guacamole. <laughs> It's free for the next day. By which point, this podcast won't be up anyway. No, well, <laughs> if I post it tomorrow and someone listens to it tomorrow, 
then they'll be all right. Because when it's July, they will not be all right. Chances are they won't want to play it. So <laughs> yeah, you're not missing much anyway. Uh, so there was that. I uh, finished New Super Mario U, mm. and that was, was that was so Mario. How, many, uh, how long was that then? Took that was you pretty long. Playing yeah. in the end. Quite yeah. Oh, it was. It's like I'm trying to think. Sort of seven and a half worlds, I guess. You you describe it. So like seven full worlds of levels, and then the last one is just like five extra levels. I think little little shorter ones. Mm-hmm. Um, do the boss, and it's like that game manages to somehow keep up be- each level being unique all the way through, like not really reusing ideas, and that's quite a feat. And I don't yeah. know if that's true across all of the new Super Mario Bros. games. <laughs> like, whether or not they've reused ideas from the previous ones. But if you took the game on its own, it does a pretty good job of making each level based on a different concept. Cool. Which is, yeah, that's I don't what... know, that's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, that's what they needed to do that, really, didn't they? Given, you know, given the it's the same kind of game that they've done before. Like if they didn't have that level of innovation in the actual levels, or I say innovation, but you know, a variety yeah. of the levels. Then, yeah. This is then. the weird thing. Yeah. You can't, you can't necessarily call it an innovative game because all it's doing is being a homage to super Mario three and probably yeah. just the right way. Um, but it's, and you know, obviously we, I guess I, I never played any of the other new super Mario brothers games up till this point. So I don't know if any of this has been d- been homaged before um, but taking it on its own like if you haven't played any of the new Super Mario Brothers games and are yeah. itching for a new Super Mario 3 then this is a bloody <coughs> <really> good choice <laughs> it is really good and it's like I, I, like when you finish the game it makes it sort of slightly aware of, of like that there's hidden levels about and I'd found a few but there are some that I haven't found or don't know how to get to and i haven't done the star coin stuff um because some of them are really probably hard right um, but uh, yeah all in all it's a very charming pretty great game it's like it's i'm not sure i can justify it it's one of those things where i don't feel like i can justify it at the price ninty sell it at though because you are just essentially paying for some think that they've done three or four times before yeah i mean but you can't that's the same with all all nintendo well not all nintendo games are doing something that done before but they're all sold for that price or whatever don't they like they don't come yeah. down often especially these ones because they are popular so yeah, yeah i don't know it's, there's nothing you can do i, I guess i the price i guess i recommend it if you haven't played any of the previous ones but pro- you probably won't want it if you have played any of the re- the, the previous ones recently Unless you were looking for more of the same. Well, yeah. And in which case, Ninty's got you covered. We have a new Super Luigi U. Exactly. Which is apparently about the same length again. Bloody hell. Like another like 70-odd levels. How can that keep the variety up? Surely that's yeah. how we use some of the same ideas. Yeah. It's crazy. But it is just, yeah, you know, it's a pretty slick process. I do wish sometimes that perhaps there were ways of doing the fast restart thing that a lot of games embrace now. Like you do still occasionally have to sit through the, oh, Mario's dead. 
and now I'm back on the world bet, and now I've selected the level, and now there's the little intro card, and now I'm back at the level, um, where it would be quite nice just to go, yeah, put me back. Let's go. Chop, chop. But that's always Nintendo, isn't it? Nintendo like to handhold you through everything. Yeah. Hey, here's this block of text you've read a million times. Read it again. Read it. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> yes. Well, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> fortunately, no. there's not much to actually read or at all yeah. in this. Like, occasionally Toad will say something, but that's about it. In well, uh, yeah, Mario, Super Mario Brothers never needed any, like, help screens or anything, did it? Just go. No. Pretty much. I don't know. I saw a, a, a new tool-assisted speedrun of Super Mario Brothers. It's like sub-five minutes. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty good. Some I, uh, glitchy bits. So, of course, the natural place to go next after playing, after finishing a a a, a new Super Mario game is to play a new Sonic game. <laughs> well, not that new. <laughs> well, of last year. So I started playing Sonic Lost World. Right. Sonic. Weird. Weird. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. Sonic games are all a bit weird these days. Well, as in I know, but... <laughs> It's a little bit disappointing because okay. I sort of thought they were doing, they were get, starting to get things right. Ugh, never think that. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because you know, Sonic Colors was a great game. Yeah, Sonic Generations was a fantastic game. This kind of isn't. It's like it does a terrible job of setting itself up. Like Zach, watch me play this. No, it's the thing. It doesn't try, and that's why I think it's got a little bit of the. I want to be like Mario about it. And it doesn't try and set a premise. It doesn't try and set the world up. It's just like, oh, there's this thing well, Mario like, that explains gra- that has weird effects of gravity. And for some reason, the wisps are here because, you know, wisps. Well, it was and like it's... in Mario Galaxy, they barely really explained it either. It was just like, oh, this... this... You're in space. It's a... That's all you needed to know. Well, no, it's like this princess has, has a spaceship and then that spaceship allows you to go to these other planetoids and then jump around them, I guess. That was like, that's, that's not really that much more explanation than what you get with Sonic, right? right. It's like, we were flying through the clouds and we accidentally happened across this ancient lost place that is weird. Just in the clouds, <laughs> yeah. But why are the wisps there? The wisps are from a whole other fucking planet. No, they are. The, well, are they? Yeah, planet wisp. That's the no, whole point in colours. I'm not sure if that's necessarily a separate planet as such. I thought that was the whole point in Sonic Colors. Because then been... how do you get to the place where Sonic Colors takes place? Is that ever actually explained? you got that space elevator yeah, thing. Yeah, so it's not really... That, that Robotnik built. It might not... Well, if it is a planet, it might be a really small planet. And it's, it's yeah. just now in orbit of Mobius, or whatever the fuck they decided to call their planet nowadays. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't really explain that. I mean, it's just like... They, they always have. Apparently, if but Colors is, does a better job at setting up its world, at least it's like they just sort of say, "Oh, there's this stuff." I don't know if they do because in Colors it's like, "Oh, now the robotics built a feedback." We better, we better, we better go <laughs> we there, better and, go there and stop him. But that's that's more understandable than, "Hey, we're saving some stuff." Oh, we've just stumbled on this thing in the clouds and everything's fucked up. But they don't even say everything's fucked up. It just looks no. slightly like a hex grid that's broken. They don't really explain that's, the gravity or the hex grid. No, and they also don't really. 
in terms of things that aren't aren't explained at all, it's just like I guess maybe because they thought they didn't need to explain it, but it's just like now Robotnik is putting tiny animals in robots again, and we have to stop him. They're doing the bad Nick. Yeah, it's just like, like yeah. why? Why is that now back? Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's a classic element of the old Sonic games, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, but it's just like they've they've it's they sort of really, the main plot point. They almost. haven't really gone down that route for perhaps a decade yeah. now, have they? No. Like doing so, it's in a way, it's kind of nice that that's back because it's like you know, it's Sonic, sort of. But all of this is kind of an aside, really, from the actual game. It's like, okay, the setup that all this stuff is, I guess, and story has never really been no. a, a very good Sonic thing. Some games. It was just very sudden others. in this case. I yeah, it was, it was just, just very like, like, sorry, what? You just everyone just seems okay with this. All right. Yeah, and it's not even they don't even really try and do do it ironically like they do in Colors, where it's like, well, of course we have to go and stop Robotnik. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's a little less self-aware, yeah. Which is perhaps not not so great. Colors was great for that. It's like, why else would we do this? <laughs> kind of thing. Awesome. Uh, so, but saying that, when there is a cutscene, I still kind of like the tone. I know it's dumb, mm. but it's dumb in just the right way. It appeals to the inner nine-year-old. <laughs> I guess. The inner specific <laughs> nine-year-old that used to read Sonic comics and draw pictures of Sonic on on all <laughs> yeah. exercise books and... in old art books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that very same that one. It's like yeah. it's it's yeah, it's a level of humor that I sort of kind of like. I don't know why. It's really stupid. Like even yeah. just that bit where like, who are you calling fat? Are you calling me fat? And it's just the way it goes. Maybe. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why I find that funny, but it's just the tone of the maybe. <laughs> no, it's, it's so dumb. So, Sonic Lost World. Okay, actual gameplay time. Yeah. So, I think they're trying to do a Mario in the sense that each stage so far that I've played has kind of been themed pretty differently. Yeah. Like, they're not trying, they're very, they're trying very hard not to repeat themselves. So the, uh, really, I've only played one level that is kind of like Lost, uh, like Mario Galaxy, in the sense that everything happens on these weird planetoidy things in the sky, and that's well, the very first level. Technically, they all do. It's just that a lot of the time they just, for no reason, have an invisible wall at the edge. <laughs> yeah, like the, sec- the second level, for instance, is a bad example of that because it's still on a round thing, but basically just plays out in like a two D level. Yeah, but it's sort of curved for some reason. Um, uh, you know, so, some levels are much better than others, and that's partly because some of the level design I don't think gels well with how the new control works. Right. The new control is strange, even for a Sonic game. It's like, so when you're moving around in 3D mode, it tries to lock you to like the eight directions rather than being fully analog. Um, you can sort of analog it a little bit, but you're essentially going within those and you walk is the is the essential is the normal speed and you have to hold down a trigger in order to run which seems a bit strange first off for a sonic game because like, yeah. when when would you not be running <laughs> it's like i don't really let off this button ever um so that feels weird and um, like changing direction loses momentum um like even like subtle left to right movements you will slow down a little bit and noticeably um, so sometimes that's a bit weird if you're like, it's probably a bit more realistic, I guess, but it sometimes feels a realistic. little strange. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't think realism is that important for Sonic. No. More about it being fun. But I mean, everything's been slowed down a bit. So the jumping mechanics feel a little strange now because you can't do the, the homing attack on nothing. Like you used to, if you had nothing locked, you could always just jump forward a little or push yourself forward a bit by doing a homing attack onto nothing. Yeah. Um, that's now gone. Um, and in its place, you get a double jump, but the second jump takes you out of your spin, so you become vulnerable if you double jump. Um, and that can be uh. a pain in the ass if you do it accidentally or mistime a homing attack. Um, but then almost entirely pointlessly, you also get a kick function. Like, so you homing attack onto an enemy, but instead of like doing your normal bounce off them as a ball, you kick them, which apparently is more effective against armored creatures and does more damage, but it's just most of the time you just don't ever need it. Well, I, I actually was trying to work out because I, I, Rob was. I got really confused how to do the homing attack for a while because it seemed like only the kick was. Yeah, I got got really confused with the yeah. I got really confused with the controls because if you jump with the B button, which is the bottom most, I have to make sure I get this right because of the button layout being different on a Nintendo. The B button's the one where A would normally be on an Xbox controller, so naturally I'm using that one to jump. Um, But that doesn't do the homing attack Um, if you. Press B button twice, you just double jump. Uh, if you want to do the homing attack variant, you can use A to jump, and then if you push A, that will homing attack. But if you want to kick, then you have to use either A or B to jump, and then push X to kick. Not even X, sorry, Y to kick. And it's just like, it took me a while to figure out, and it's like, well, if I'm jumping with this button, surely that's the home attack button, right? Right? And then they go through the manual and it says, like, you can jump with both these buttons, but then only describes one of them as being the homing attack button. It's like, ah, oh, that's weird. And then I was trying it on the 3DS. And in, on the 3DS version, at least, I think the kick actually has a purpose on the 3DS version. Because. Oh, at least I'm yet to find a good use <laughs> well, for it. Let's put it that way. But it seems different on the 3DS version because on, on the Wii U version, it seems like just another type of homing attack. Basically, mm. whereas on the 3DS version, it's more like I don't. I guess you don't really. I don't know why they call it a kick because it's it's more like you stop in midair and project a uh, project a force using your kick out, and oh. then that stuns enemies in the 3DS version. Yeah, I think I think you can do that on the Wii U, but they've never seen a point where it really works, or there's any reason to. Well, I mean, the only I think. Uh, I don't know what the actual effect of it is, but it's like you do it on those on the stupid like snake enemy things because mm. if you target the wrong part of those, they oh. get injured by it. Oh, okay. So I think if you stun them, it makes it automatically not target the wrong bit or something. I don't know. It seems like that was what it was meant to do. Do you mean the the snake eat the crawlers like from yeah? Uh, the was ball, it the ball shaped crawling things? Okay, yeah. <laughs> whatever the fuck those are. Not the ones that we saw where it's like no, the big snake that come out of the ground. No. Oh, no, you're not those snakes. No, those, not those either. Not the insta-kill snakes. But yeah, it's that just... level is fucking annoying, by the way. Yeah. The first level of desert ruins is a pain in the ass. Because right. when it goes to 2D, I don't, the mechanics seem to work less well. <laughs> um, the game still does have 2D sections, but like... like the one in, the one in, Yeah, the one on des- desert ruins in particular seems to want you to wall run a lot and wall jump. And then it has a bit where you're supposed to like, I don't know, it encourages you to try and grab the ceiling and move across it, except you can't grab the ceiling while there's a one of those spider enemies hanging from it. So you have to somehow kill the spider enemy before it lets you grab the ceiling. And you have, to push, a button. Works, you have sure. to push a button as well to grab the ceiling so you don't just grab it automatically. Right. It's 
that whole level just doesn't work very well. Well, the it's, trouble is that they they have this wall run thing, and it has the traditional problem of a lot of wall runs in games where you do it accidentally all the time, and it just breaks your momentum. Oh uh, no! Yeah, no. The biggest problem with the wall run in two D mode is if you approach a ledge. Because Sonic's new free-running stuff starts coming into play, he will automatically reach for the ledge and try and pull himself up. Yeah. But while he's doing that, you can't, can't wall jump. jump. Yeah. So if you get your, if you're wanting to wall jump off that platform, but you get too close to a ledge, it breaks the whole thing, and you either get up onto the platform, which may be covered in spikes, or you fall all the way down because you can't then get back into wall run mode. Yeah. And it's like that's kind of shit. They just haven't quite thought through the, how the mechanics gel together. Which is a real shame. Because, you know, how can you fuck up 2D Sonic? I mean, come on! Well, you can fuck it up by introducing new mechanics, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, just make it boring, like Sonic 4. <laughs> well, no, they still fucked it up by adding they, new mechanics. They still slightly fucked it up. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So, so what yeah, I- in, there are there are places where it's a bit of a mess, but then you get like in the possibly the best level in the game so far is the one where they go, you're in, it's, it's a desert ruins, right? We'll add another S to that. So it's the desert ruins and you have like a candy themed level. Right. And that level's awesome because it plays more like traditional, it's entirely 2d and okay. um, plays more like a normal Sonic level. And okay. it's like, that's great. I want more of that. More of this please. Okay. And the music changes, so it's all sort of like the, it's, the music on that level is pretty great. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's just not quite as great as Candy Mountain. No, of course not. But uh, from colours, not enough trumpet. But when the game has its high points, it's pretty high. Like another one of the good levels, which is also in the Desert Ruins, is the one um, that I think Sega were showing off as the alternative style of level. Right? So they show the first level of the game, Windy Valley 1, but then they were also showing Desert Ruins 3, which is this uh, it's a runner level, yeah. basically, but you can't stop. Um, and that plays really well. as uh, Again, that's a, a really fun, really good level, um, which annoyingly ends in a boss fight, which, you know, always sucks. <laughs> it's like, so they sort of ruined it. <laughs> but if you take it just for the level part, it's a pretty great level. Um, so it ends up being this weird mismatch of not very well tutorialized new mechanics that don't really work very well with the odd stroke of this is a really fun level. And this is why I like Sonic. You know, those those moments are still there, but as a package, it's all over the place. So it's not a complete fail then. It's just a really spotty. It's yeah. It's just a lot of strange decisions. I mean, the, the one thing I have to say is universally good is the, is the look. I really like the look. It's okay. They they've sort of Mario Galaxy'd it, I guess, in yeah. sort of like keep it like simplifying, I suppose, how the textures, things, and the color palette and everything. So it's very like base colors. Like the first right. level, for instance, is it's, everything's blue and green, and it, uh, but very sort of smooth looking, very sharp looking, um, and it, it running at sixty frames per second is always nice. Um, pretty faultlessly 60 frames per second at that except during loading yeah. there's, a li- there's a little loading jiggle when the card appears which is annoying to me and then they're but... going to throw all that style out for their next thing yeah probably <laughs> well, yeah. Sonic Boom well, which for, Sonic for Boom. all cases isn't really a Sonic game no. as far as people are saying but... yeah it doesn't sound like it I hope they'll I mean this isn't the 
this is like a side thing, right? Isn't that, I guess, Sonic Boom? It's not like the so it's, yeah, so, No. Sonic Boom is coming across as a very simplistic puzzle platformer. Right, yeah. Rather than a Sonic game, which is, I don't know, kind of quashes my excitement a little. You know what it's beginning to look like? It's beginning to look and sound like it's a Ratchet and Clank game. That's what he said all along. Yeah, know. <laughs> God damn it. What a surprise. Okay, so that's guns. Sonic. Uh, we'll look forward to Sonic. Yeah. Well, whatever they come um, up with next that isn't Sonic. Yeah, we, well, yeah, we don't know really what Sonic team we're on now, but if anything. Um, obviously, I'm going to play through I'll, I'll keep playing it, and there's the, the, the DLC stuff to tackle at some point. <laughs> yeah, the dumb Nintendo themed DLC. Yeah, which I think you can only get access to once you finish the game or something, because I, I can see no way of getting to it right now. <laughs> Not that there's very much, many menus even well, in so that the game, game either. The game just doesn't explain itself at any point. <laughs> no. like, the only sort of help tips you get are in the middle of the level, if you get like one, a little help icon will appear on screen. That's the worst. And then you have to push the screen yeah. to activate it, and it'll give you the instructions on the screen. Oh, and the fucking wisps. The wisps are awful in that game, like the way they control, because they force you to do something on the touch screen. Yeah. Except for the drill level. The drill level is cool. Okay. Um, as long as drill is still cool. Dr- drill is still cool. Um, <laughs> but laser used to be cool. Laser used to be not. cool, but now they've made it awkward because you have to aim it on the pad. And then the way they want you to control it is then once you've aimed your shot, as you hold Sonic with your finger and then flick him in, uh, like just do a flicking action to Trigger. to send him off. But then, of course, the game tries to uh, ease you into the transition. by So the game pauses whenever you activate a wisp. As it makes sense to I make guess. you yeah move from the controls it to the sort of almost screen. did in the old in colors apart from it was like oh, you were okay, just waiting like a, for the activation yeah it was a pause to sort of like like with uh, laser or whatever you were doing that laser thing. it would dramatize the moment a little as well <laughs> if nothing else like yeah. a rocket it would be rockets like pause then you fly yeah um Whereas in this, it's actually a no- yeah, annoying it take, transition. It stops completely. Then you have to move to the touch screen, do the action. The action then takes place. And then at the end of the action, you get a prompt on screen saying press A. To so, to, so, you, so you move yourself back to the controls to, to activate it. And it's just, you know. Sonic, yeah, Sonic, yeah, Sonic is all about the, the flow. flow. Completely, yeah. And this is okay. nothing about the flow. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's what kind you want. Of stupid. And it's about bloody asteroid. Wisp, whatever the shit that is, that is the, just the weirdest fucking thing. No, you you haven't worked out how to control it. Basically, <laughs> well, it, it doesn't tell you enough. Again, well, the control it, it doesn't make sense because I think that instruction is wrong because <laughs> the instruction says tilt the gamepad in the direction you want to travel. But I'm pretty sure you can just press the stick in the direction you want to travel, and then there's some weird way of making it jump if it touches the floor, and then. The idea of those is to collect enough debris and deposit it into some hole somewhere that then transports you to this other place where you can probably get a red star coin. It's fucked up, <laughs> basically. It's really weird. But it's just super annoying that they seem to be on a bit of a roll with Sonic for a while and then sort of gave it back to the people that don't know what they're doing again. <laughs> don't know. Do you think that's what happened? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Sonic Generations was such was done with such an obvious understanding on what makes the Sonic games good. And Sonic Generations was made made for DLC, but then they didn't. But then they didn't, yeah. Um, but they could have doubled the size of the game by now. With, with oh yeah, more easily. I would have been happy if they'd have just released a Generations two. Yeah, you know, 
without introducing any new mechanics, I would have been happy. So I guess that's why like the mod projects like Unleashed Project and stuff exist where people are sort of at least pulling more content into it. But mm. um and there seems to be some success with that stuff. And you know, Sonic Colors was a great joy. And presumably this is because this shares so much tone with colors, like maybe this is the same team that made Sonic Colors, or at least has somewhat of a sharing thing. And it's like, I don't know, you were you were getting it right then. Mm. What what happened? Yeah, it would make sense to be a same team because if it's a Nintendo platform exclusive like Colors was. Yeah. As I say, in the tone of the game, the way it's presented sort of feels like Colors. Um, actually sort of feels like Unleashed as well. I wonder if that they're all the same same guys, they, those three. But, you know, Unleashed wasn't great because of the Werehog. But... <laughs> Yeah, so I guess you win some, you lose some with Sonic, but mm. you never know. It might get better. It might. Well, it's probably up and down, isn't it? Like, there was obviously a good period, and now we're in a kind of a fallow period. Maybe there'll be another good period coming up. They've got to make I mean, one. Might, I mean, this game might get better if we're lucky, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not all the way through it, but it might, but I'm not so sure. Well, you have to report back. Yeah. I'm, I'm fulfilling my duty as the Sonic gamer, though. So you know. <laughs> yep. So any sort of you, you say you've been playing the 3DS version, Zach? Well, I've actually been playing the 3DS version. Maybe not. No, it was just that demo. That oh, okay. Level. Fair enough. For a second there, I thought you actually had it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, we're at the risk of running too much longer. I can't really think of what else I've been doing other than played a bit more Mario Kart. That game is cool. a bit more is quite a bit more fun when you start doing the 150 cc stuff and it becomes the race has Challenge. become a lot closer. Yeah, right. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's we played some multiplayer of that, and that was okay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. Even Dan was there. Yeah, that, 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 I was like, no, we haven't not since before the last podcast, but then when there was that one time when Dan was there. Yeah. <laughs> so really, not very much. Yeah. But we have. But we have. And it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was cool. Worked, worked, worked pretty well. Just so obvious that game is made for multiplayer, really. It's just such mm. a shame about its battle mode. Which yeah, is the shits. Well, maybe at least that'll, you know, next time they'll have battle mode sorted. That's for sure, given the amount of outcry. Yeah. Given that Nintendo seemed like. Uh, at least to be making a good attempt at listening to people now. Yeah, that's true. Or at least outwardly appearing that they do. <laughs> Amiibo. That's what you need. <laughs> Amiibo. <laughs> Amiibo. Oh, man. I, I can't that's... wait to see Amiibos all over your house. I wouldn't be surprised with Smash Brothers and everything. But the Smash Brothers has the, probably the worst implementation of that stuff. No, like from true. what we from what we know of it, all it is is for leveling up AI characters mm. or something. Yeah, I don't know. It makes me talk like this. Well, what's the best implementation of that stuff? Well, we don't really know. Is the thing? No, we don't really know what what. Well, apparently it's going into Mario Kart, and we don't know how. Yeah, but that that's got to be a kind of. A, an afterthought it can't be like yeah, a, a core thing well also there's the, I guess that's the problem is, is like what's the 
storage ability of these things if these things are going to be like storing states for different games on them how many can you store on one amiibo i mean there's an interesting question like if it has like your mario kart state or your smash Are they actually state, stored on, like, the, on the on the yeah yeah because i guess they you, specific, yeah, specifically said there's a transfer between like that the storage does happen on the thing right so you can take it to another where you yeah you carry your amiibo right it's not well, just a really that do. makes it go and look something up on the internet. Uh, well, I guess maybe. What they what they should really do is um, have a like a a bespoke figure making service where you can get your me yeah, made as an amiibo. Trouble is that wouldn't work because everyone makes ridiculous knees where like the eyebrows stick miles off the head and stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, yeah. so they wouldn't actually be able to create most of the me's that people make. <laughs> I, guess, I guess there would have to be some limitations, or like they'd have to like. You'd send it to them, and they'd be like, "No, we can't. We can't do this." <laughs> Someone would analyze it and be like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't, Screw we, you. we can't do this." <laughs> you have eyes floating either side of your face. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is that your? Uh, um, any other games you've been playing, Rob? Or uh... no? As I said, like just focusing on the console stuff mainly. I suppose. Oh yeah. no, there is one more thing that we could talk is there? about. <laughs> Uh, Kippers and I tried playing the FIFA World Cup mode. Oh. oh, yeah. Okay. Since it's World Cup time. Yeah. Screw you, England. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the World Cup mode, um, they sort of done more to it than I sort of thought they would. Um, you know, given that they're not releasing not... a World Cup game this time. Yeah, they're not doing a game. So, so they've have patched they added it quite a bit then? It's It's... Yeah, they've put more effort into it than I expected. It's like so. Basically, it's an extension of the ultimate team mode. Is the main draw. So okay. when you start that up, you get drawn a set of random cards, but all of those cards are World Cup players, um, and you form the best team you can out of them. Um, and then after every match you play, you gain another card with which to to mess around with, um, see if you can improve the chemistry of your team. Um, but then and then you take that team into a World Cup style match and i think the way that works is like in single player at least you're playing against the actual world cup team soon you're playing against usa you're playing against a usa squad right and yeah. then there's your crazy team <laughs> so the one made thing up that's of players from all over probably yeah which then leads to the obvious um failing of this mode and that there is no way to just play a world cup tournament with the team as it stands like you can't just say I want to be England and play, and play a single player version of the World Cup tournament like that, and it's like surely it that's the easiest the thing you could have done, and it's not there. Yeah, which I think is pretty dumb. Um, you can weird. do like single matches with the international teams, um, and you can also do there is an online obviously the ultimate team online stuffs there in the same way pretty much, um, but they also have this like. What's fairly unique is that, and it's probably where most of the effort went, is there's this um, sort of challenge mode that, um, like, within about an hour, I think, of a World Cup game ending, they've created a scenario around that game. So it's like, oh, tw- 20 minutes into the game, say uh, England were 1 0 down. Can you turn it Can you turn it around? That kind oh, of thing. Oh, okay. So, like, okay. So, does it, does it add scenarios from the real World Cup? Or- yeah. Did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
as I say, about an hour after the match is finished, this thing goes. Right. These things go live to, for you to um, for you to play out yourself. And they'll, as I say, okay. they'll just pick the teams that were involved, pick what the score was at a certain time, and say and you you're the underdog. Go it. go beat it. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Okay. So that's pretty neat. So, so you've done a few of those. No. Kevin <laughs> oh, right. and I were okay. focusing on trying to do the ultimate team stuff, but we just saw it was right. happening, and it's like that's cool. Okay. That's cool. Well, we suck too much to probably try and come back from behind. <laughs> to actually come back, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. Do, so does England, that's for sure. So we didn't actually manage to get past the group stages when Kips and I were playing it. So yeah, we, we suck real bad. I think we scored like one goal all night, and we were playing it. And we went, we really? tried twice. We played like six matches and scored like one goal. <laughs> we, we're terrible. Terribly. But it's quite nice because they kind of they have they've updated their commentary, so it's got like World Cup specific stuff that they're talking oh, about, cool. and um, they've also updated the obviously the player rosters have all updated, and they've even reskinned like the the on screen displays and stuff, so they're kind of all a bit Brazilian flavored. <laughs> right. It's, How do you fla- Brazilian flavor them? You make it Just green and yellow, yeah, okay. pretty much, and a bit more rounded at the edges, it seems. So, you know, they probably did more than I think anyone was expecting. Mm-hmm. But, cool. you know, where's the fucking World Cup mode? I just want to, it's like, oh, yeah, well, the obvious thing is missing. Yeah. 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 It doesn't seem like they'll add it now. No, no chance. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That, that'll probably cover me. Unless we've done something to, that I forgot about. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Zach, what have you been playing? Well, surprisingly for four weeks, I can't even, well, no, not, <laughs> I was going to say surprisingly four weeks, not much, but in, the actual answer is surprisingly for, or unsurprisingly for four weeks, I can't fucking remember. <laughs> yeah, okay. can't remember what you've been playing. Okay. No, but uh, the things that I do remember, well, the first thing is I, I did one of the endings of Bravely Default. Oh, really? I did the bad ending, or what was supposedly the bad ending, anyway. Well, what was okay? What's the technique you needed to get this one to happen? The bad ending is where you deliberately break one of the crystals. Oh, okay. You overpray. Yeah, you overpray and it explodes, and then uh, basically what that does is sort of skip to the end, except mm. not the full end. Is you basically go to what is the last dungeon mm. in so in either ending you're going to do this you go to the last dungeon you go through it you get to the last boss fight only in the bad ending you only do like the first two stages whereas in right. the full ending there's like three more oh wow so in, like the, in, basically the bad ending is like you defeat the f- the fairy who, who is basically a minion and so you you prevent that the the fairy's plan from happening by breaking the crystal and then defeating her. Hmm. Whereas in the full ending, it's like you defeat the fairy and then the actual boss comes. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> rather than, so rather than just delaying the plan, you actually succeed in defeating the ultimate so, evil or whatever. In a weird way, the bad ending is actually the better way of the heroes getting out of the situation because you're foiling the plot earlier. No, well, sort of, except Wait, for like... killing the bad guy. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like you're foiling the plot... But in theory, that same plot could just happen again at some point in the future. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not, not, you're not you're, preventing history. You're, you're just saving the world for now, yeah. rather than actually saving the world forever, mm. I guess, is what that says. But it, it, yeah, so for, for a bad ending, it's not actually really that bad. 
Mm. And it doesn't seem like, you know, everyone's still quite happy about it. Well, I guess they don't know, do they? <laughs> well, the, 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 you know, the evil minion monster at the end is like, in its death rose and be like, oh, you've only delayed the inevitable. <laughs> My yeah. master will come eventually or whatever. Or presumably there are other minions. Well, yeah, presumably. Yeah. But then your team is just like, well, I guess we're done. Bye. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go back to living our normal lives. That's enough of this shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I did that. I haven't done. But then the thing about it is that if you, you do the bad ending and it you, you save after the end... And it's like save your cleared file or whatever. Should we have said spoilers at this point? Well, we've already talked about the ending. <laughs> we've already, I've already spoiled it by knowing what was going to happen all along for like the last <laughs> several times I've talked about this okay. game. I guess. But so you save the file after you finished it, and it's like, it says like save a complete file. Mm. Except it's not because because it's the bad ending. It doesn't count as actual completion, so it doesn't unlock like the new game plus or the. Oh right. right. There's a there's like a hidden dungeon or something I think, hmm. so that doesn't unlock if you do the bad ending. So when you reload that save, it just puts you back before you broke the crystal. Oh right, so it knows the point at which you like yeah. if you like at the crystal you broke. Yeah, at the crystal you broke, so ah. it just puts you back, and then you can go and. So I guess I might not need to make another save file for like separating the bad ending and the good ending because you can just do the bad ending and then go and do the good ending as well. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the problem with that is is like. If it puts you back there, and it's like, oh, maybe this is the beginning of the end sequence and the, uh, all that stupid world traveling I was doing before, I probably should have just broken one earlier. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it thought, like, what you were doing in the looping phase was just, like... It, it does sort of say that, like, there's another ending. Mm. Like, it, if you don't break the crystals, it uh, doesn't okay. actually sort of tell you. But the, as I said before, it's like, I wouldn't have known to break the crystals unless yeah. I fucking read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So have you done the proper ending? No. Okay. So I've got to do that yet. I think I've... I've I'm at the... I, no, actually, what I actually also did was I loaded up the other save that I was going to do the completionist run on mm. and did another one of the final combo boss fights. Right. So now I've done, I've done all the individual combo boss fights and now the only one that's left is the... where you do them all again, basically. <laughs> <laughs> And then do them all again for a third time. Okay. In one run, apparently. Although that one is like... Well, I've still got to do... Basically, I'm at the point where you, you go through like this tower and you're doing... Actually, is actually a remix again. So you're fighting all the bosses again, but in slightly different groups again, mm. going up this tower in like individual fights. But then supposedly if you do all of that, you can... And the super optional one is you can just trigger like a, a fight where you fight everything in a row... And I don't know how that's going to play out. Holy cow. Because that just, that just sounds pretty impossible. Yeah. Because you do need to change your tactics yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I was about to say, presumably you spec up for a certain style. Yeah. Unless there is like, well, can you spec for one style and hope to yeah, maybe. get through the lot? It do, like, I think I said before, like it depends on how it transitions. Mm. It's like if you kill one enemy and then another one comes in to replace it in the middle of the fight or something. Yeah. Or is, or is it just one by one? But can you last all that time? Yeah, well, yeah. if it's just like in groups of three, and then when you've defeated them all, the next three just arrive, but it doesn't break, so it doesn't put you back out to, so you could go to a menu or whatever. Yeah, that would be the difference. That would be tricky. I'm not sure which would be more difficult. Probably, if probably if they do replace one at a time, that would probably be easier because mm. then you could just leave like oh, leave which, something, leave which yeah. ones you think are easy. Yeah. <laughs> And then work on the extra one. Surely that becomes a problem of like the boss you described, where he's like counter heavy and yeah, 
But I mean, it's just like certain ones of those bosses are actually easy to. They just have really easy patterns that okay, you can yeah. safely just know what they're going to do mm. and just leave them alone. So yeah, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> Maybe eventually. And then but that's all optional stuff, not proper ending stuff. Well, all of these other bosses that I've been doing are optional. It's like all you actually need to do to get to the good ending is just light all the crystals in those extra four worlds and then right. just go to the end. You don't technically have to do any of the You don't have to go, go, go fight it, go back, do what you're doing and revisit all these things. No. But that's kind of weird, isn't it? Because if you weren't doing those, then you'd have it's a real... super boring. Yeah. <laughs> just do those same four main bosses four times. Oh, man. And those bosses are like super easy because those don't upgrade or get you know because with the other with the optional bosses they're coming in larger groups and different yeah. groups so that actually makes it more difficult. Whereas the actual actual bosses of the four crystals are totally the same every time and they're incredibly easy. Yeah, because <laughs> once you've done them once, you you're basically just super overpowered at that point. I guess it becomes like part of the normal grind. Yeah, but, oh, it's a bit weird. So yeah, I haven't done that. I'm not done with that yet. Still got more to do and then i played some amount of eve and guild wars sort of on and off because in in both cases it's sort of like in preparation for the next thing because <laughs> in guild wars it's like they've had their month-long break of not doing living world because they're going to start living world season two at the at start of july so they've been having a break there where they haven't really been doing any updates and they've just left it with a previous update, basically. But it's a kind of a nice one where it's just like, they made it made it so that the rewards you get from this non-update non update are basically the rewards from all the previous season one stuff. Mm. So it's like, if you missed anything, you can just get the things that you might have missed, like the extra miniatures or oh, okay. other rewards, like skins and stuff that you sure. didn't get the first time through. So I ground that out and got a few of those, hmm. which is quite nice. Ground it out. And also, maybe more importantly for, well, <laughs> sort of for, for both of us, but mainly for me, is just like there's a vendor where you can trade in excess resources. Oh, right. And you just get rewards. And I was like, holy shit, this like five, like five or six stacks of mithril I've just had sitting around forever. Get rid of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've just been selling it. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, I I took half of the resources out of the guild bank, so you do have some you can trade in if you just want to see if you can get some rewards. Hmm. I did steal all of it because <laughs> <laughs> I assumed that some of what was in the guild bank might have been yours, even though probably not really. Not really. No, <laughs> I think I might have put some wood in there at some point. <laughs> yeah, possibly. So you can theoretically still log in and do that at some point, maybe, maybe if you want to. Yeah, but if you don't, then I'll. Empty it out. <laughs> <laughs> the friends of him, if it's good. Well, I don't know. I can't remember like what was the resources that I had trouble with, like during any of my. You had trees. problems with the jewelry stuff, so it was like gold and. Yeah, gold. Gold isn't easy to come across. Yeah, it's because it, we it's just, it's that mid tier. Yeah, stuff. it's in in zones that you don't spend very long in. Mm. Or at least we didn't spend very long in. I guess we could have spent longer in those zones. Well, just, yeah. we were like we were behind the story at that point. Yeah, we were we were going through story stuff rather than. Just you know, yeah, maxing out the zones. Yeah, perhaps I need to just go back to them and start doing that. Oh, we but, should finish the bloody story. Yeah, we're pretty close. We've only got all to do. All just seems quite boring. 
We haven't even got into the main part of all yet, really. Oh, what? Oh. We've been on the beaches of all. Oh. Brown town. Yep, it gets browner. Brown town. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, and then in Eve, I'm, it's like waiting for the next patch in that, because the next patch in that is going to be like a fairly major overhaul of like industry. What, all the planet stuff? Or? Uh, I don't know about planets. Mostly the other industry, like the standard like mineral-based okay. economy. Right, right. It's actually... It's one of those things where it's like... That always makes me worry about Eve, where it's just like... It seems like it could throw everything into hella turmoil. Mm. But I mean, most of the times whenever I thought that about an update, it hasn't come to pass. It's just like, it's, it's been fine. <laughs> everyone just sort of dealt with it. Yeah, everyone just dealt with it or whatever. And like, you know, they have this economist who's supposedly meant to... I don't know, maybe prevent them from screwing up the economy by telling them how it could screw up the economy. I guess that's his job, isn't it? Could they have introduced the spinning fork? Would that have screwed up? <laughs> maybe. But yeah, so what this industry... The, it, like, this overhaul of industry is basically going to make it so recycling modules and stuff isn't 100% efficient any longer. Huh. We, and all, and then like so, also some changes to minerals as well. Like they're getting rid of, they're making so all the minerals reprocess at the same stack size because that always sucked. Whereas mm. it's like this one you need three hundred thirty-three, and this one you need five hundred of right. <laughs> for no particular reason. So then at least that's not that theoretically won't change the output. That will just be a number simplification. And they're also making it so that you can compress or in a, some different way than you used to be able to because ore compression was basically a thing to make it so that when you were mining in like in zero space or whatever oh right because minerals are basically fucking gigantic so mm. hauling minerals was a giant pain in the ass so they made it so one of the, the the capital industrial ship had an ore compressor where you could like mash the ore down into a smaller volume mm. so you could transport it easier basically cool. and I think they're altering that to be able to do that Oh, no, they're adding it so that there's a. They're making it so that there's a starbase module that will do it. So you don't have to have this specific ship any longer. You can oh, do it as a base. Oh, right, you just bring it. You still have to haul it. Yeah, though. you still have to haul it to your starbase or whatever. But then yeah. that should that should also make it easier for like smaller corporations out in in wormhole space as well, presumably. Right. But actually, I don't know if there are asteroid belts in wormhole space. I don't remember. But anyway, so yeah, you'll be able to compress or. Any starbase, and presumably that I can't remember whether that does extend into high sec starbases as well, because you you can't like certain starbase modules you can't anchor in high sec, like obviously like the capital ship construction yards or whatever, because you can't have capital ships in high sec. Sure, but I can't remember whether they said the ore compression array would be anchorable in high sec. So if that is, that'll actually because then you'll have the you know you'll be able to mine in high sec, bring it to your high sec base, compress it, and then haul it to out into NullSec or around in high sec easier. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That changes, like, how easy minerals is to transport. But yeah, mm. so the one thing that I'm more worried about is the recycling aspect. Because I have perfect recycling. It's like, everything I refine, I get 100% of everything. Hmm. Not just... And also, because I have super high standings with the corporations that I have bases in, I get 100% of that as well. Because normally the corporation takes a little bit of tax. But sure. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. 100%. When you say the cause, it's this like NPC <laughs> yeah, the cause, NPC cause yeah. that run the station. Yeah. So yeah, they're making it so that you can't recycle everything 100% any longer. Mm. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Not that I actually recycle that much stuff, I guess. And then the other thing they're also changing is like the the way researching blueprints works. Because that is a 
giant mess of a system as it's I never really understood that in the beginning either that <laughs> well it hasn't really that, changed that, I don't think that always seemed a bit mental well it's like the the blueprints basically as the default blueprints you buy have a 10% wastage factor mm. so it's like they use 10% more minerals than a theoretically perfect blueprint does mm. so then you can research the mineral efficiency up to get rid of some of that waste right right but then the trouble with that system was that the 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 amount you had to research was basic was like a vague number. It wasn't really tied because it's like it, it starts at ten percent and then you start researching it and it's like because it's a percentage of the actual number of minerals that the blueprint uses. Mm. Depending on how large those numbers are, it can be more or less difficult to get to perfect. Like so, from like for example, this missile blueprint that I make. It uses a bunch of stuff, but like, so it uses the basic mineral, like tritanium. It uses mm. a ton of that, and then it uses like a small amount of rocket fuel. So, you, if you research the mineral efficiency up a little bit, you can get to perfect rocket fuel efficiency because it's a small number. Right. So, once you get down to like one percent, it's not one percent of ninety or whatever. It doesn't. It rounds right. it off. Right. But if you wanted to get to perfect on the titanium, you'd have to research the mineral efficiency like tons. Cause yeah, because there's, much, cause there's much more of it. Yeah. So yeah, that system was like a big fat pain in the ass, but they're basically getting rid of that now and just making it so that there's, there's 10 steps of mineral efficiency and you just research one step and it gets 1% better or whatever. Mm. <laughs> and it just gets rid of the... 1% better across all things. Yeah, so. it just like gets rid of the long tail off of working towards a perfect blueprint. So presumably there might still be a rounding error on some things, like you said, Maybe. With the rocket fuel? Or... And they, I guess I don't actually know the exact numbers yet. But mm. so, so with this new way of researching blueprints, all the old blueprints are getting converted. So if you already have an, an effectively perfect blueprint, it will just oh, become a perfect become, blueprint. Right, yeah. And then the other thing they're changing related to that is they're making it so that the main problem with research is you could never find anywhere to do it because, like, in the NPC stations, every research bay is queued up for, like, a month in advance because because <laughs> there's never enough research bays. Sure. But they're basically getting rid of that now. So there's, they, it'll basically there's be... unlimited bays? There'll be an unlimited amount of research you can do in a system, but it will be less efficient, but then they've introduced a new, like another resource basically which is teams where you can like hire specialized teams to make your research better oh i see except it's like this weird it's a weird auction system where you hire the team into the solar system so it affects everyone Everyone in in that that system system. so basically the entire solar system pulls money into this auction so if if you are in like a hub system or whatever you can probably quite easily win the auction by just everyone donating a little bit so does this only really benefit people in high sec? Um, I don't know how it works in the low sec, where, how it pulls the teams into like the starbase researchers, research base and stuff. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out. Mm. I mean, presumably the low sec like coalitions and whatever naturally have more money to spend. I guess it might create an interesting like situation where like perhaps one of the big cores just like spends so much money on like getting all the teams to come to their <laughs> yeah monopolize come it, to their starbases. But presumably, I mean, in an Eve economy style, that is presumably just a giant isk sink. Yeah, because it's like you're not actually getting you anything gain really. that much from it. Yeah, you're getting theoretical gain at some point in the future. So yeah, that, I don't know. Someone will probably figure something, some benefit to it, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's all going to be weird. So yeah, that's what I've been worried about. 
And so what I've been doing in Eve is basically trying to. I had basically all the loot that I got from missions. I was just saying fuck it and chucking it in a can <laughs> and just be like, here's my giant pile of loot that I need to sort through one day. And now, now it's like, oh, I might not have perfect refinery any longer. I'm like, this is the this is probably the time to sort through all that loot and refine what of it that doesn't sell. Basically, where it's like, if I can sell it on the market for a profit versus its mineral amount, sure, yeah, then I might as well do that. But if not, I might as well reprocess it while I've still got 100%. <laughs> yeah, although probably the mineral prices will all change when this actual industry patch hits, yeah, probably, presumably, as everyone suddenly reacts to that. So, yeah, that's Eve. Interesting, it's still going on in the same way it does. Are people reacting to it before it's even? Patched in, well, you know, you know there's always the some news. amount of market speculation of people <laughs> buying ships and modules. Like they last, the last patch was uh, they did another rebalance to the mining, like barges, and all those prices got immediately fucked up. Where it's just like, oh, look at this giant curve on the graph, where it's like everyone was speculating that this was the new hot ship because hmm. they still haven't, they still haven't managed to. They're based. They've been going through all the ships in the game, trying to rebalance them so that there's not a straight linear progression. So it's like, because it used to be like you'd get the cheap cruiser, and then you get a slightly better cruiser, and then you get a slightly better cruiser, and then you go to battleships, the cheap battleship, mm. then you go up to the medium battleship. But now, so they basically tried to get rid of that and make it so that like all cruisers are equally an option rather than a progression. Mm. So yeah. you can just fly whichever one you want to do. So the jump yeah. to battleship is harder mm, well no i think you'll probably on average like all the cruisers are better because it's like there's not just one option any longer it depends on what you're doing i suppose as well okay right so they kind of tried Do to get rid of the, the cheap cruisers then or well, sort of cheaper it's mainly based on the mineral right. cross still of course rather than the popularity yeah. of the ship <laughs> but uh, so they got they, they've been trying to like they call it tiracide <laughs> where they've been trying to get rid of the tiers of ships, <laughs> which is dumb. But so they've been doing that. But then when they got to the mining barges, they were like, we don't like that everyone's only flying the biggest one that has the most lasers. <laughs> it's like, duh. <laughs> it's kind of the point of a mining ship. So they tried to fix it by making the, making the barges have like specialized different bays. Like the big one has has the most lasers but less orbe and then like the middle one has fewer late technically fewer lasers but they get a percentage bonus to output that makes them the equivalent of the same number of lasers which is really dumb because it's like you fucked up by modeling it wrong right because <laughs> it's like this model has three lasers so obviously it has three lasers this model has two lasers but we want it to have the same output as three lasers so you just get a hundred percent bonus yeah. <laughs> Weird. But then, so yeah, then like, so the big one has slightly higher output but less storage. The middle one has slightly less output but more storage. And then the smallest one is like, it just has a good tank. So it's good for like low sec mining or whatever. Mm. But then, of course, everyone's still flying the one with the most storage because it's just, it makes it. Well, the efficiency in, of travelers. Yeah, mining in EVE is yeah. all about AFK. So you want the one where you can just turn the lasers on and just sit there for 15 minutes. So everyone swapped from the big one to the to the middle one. To the medium one, yeah. The medium <laughs> so the one, market yeah. price of the medium one shot up, of course. <laughs> no one wants the big one anymore. So it's like you can't it just solve... just up really fast. Yeah, it's like you can't solve the mining problem by 
trying to make make these kind of changes, that's not going to solve it. Everyone always goes for the one that's the most so AFK. Yeah, least effort. <laughs> yeah. Least effort mining. Not most efficient mining. No. Because I suppose, like, presumably, if like a pro operation, they have... Like, they have haulers, yeah. yeah. Then you use the most efficient one, because then you're offloading it into another ship. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, and then there was one more thing. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> the one thing that I spent tons of time on is I bought it in the Steam sale. <laughs> I went and purchased that game called Banished. Oh, yeah. I saw you playing that earlier. Well, I saw... Yeah. Uh, a notification. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... Well, what is it? It's just like a, a Settlers-esque, not really Settlers, because it's not point-to-point based like Settlers, but, you know, you're building a little town and you collect resources and then you build your town. Oh, yeah, yeah. You seem to have a partial for these games. Yeah, as, as you would expect. It's exactly the kind of thing that I like, where I can fucking spend forever doing it. Yeah. And for some reason, that's still interesting to me. <laughs> Although it's still, I think this, I'm not sure, I don't think it's, I don't think it's still classed as early access, but I think the guy who's making it, because it's only one guy, I think he's still working on it at the moment. Right. So it has still had a recent patch, but although I don't know if he's going to add that much more to it, because the trouble with it is that it's the sort of similar problem of that other game that I was talking about the other week that I've forgotten. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, Space space Engineers. It's the sort of similar problem as Space Engineers where it's kind of too simple still at the moment where it's just like you're you're making your town and you just you you need food for your population but it's just like generic food so like you can make a farm that grows wheat or you can have a fishery that gets fish or you can have a hunter gatherer type person who collects like deers and berries and stuff but it's food but it doesn't matter because it's it's food food. in the same (laughs) sense of food yeah basically the only effect of different types of food is if your population doesn't have enough different options they get slightly ill because they don't have a good diet they don't have a good dairy diet but there's no real indication of what uh what you need to rectify that well no it's just like you just need more types Mm. so it's just like because it's just generic food there's no there's no like reason to there's no like difficulty to that i guess it's just like you just need more food. <laughs> Doesn't matter what kind, just throw some food in there. So it's not like you could because you have all these different crops where it's like wheat or 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 other things, pumpkins or whatever. But there's no they all they all just function exactly the same. There's no like you can turn there's basically no tertiary items is what I'm saying. Mm. It's like you have the primary crops and then they just get eaten, and then you have like iron and then that maybe has one step where you can turn it into tools or where well, you have to turn it into tools because really that's only the per- the only purpose for iron so it's really there's only like one step manufacturing whereas if you go to think about like a settlers game or whatever the whole point of a settlers a game steps, is the yeah. whole like refine re- it into something yeah, else the tree. It, yeah so i mean it's a it's a fine game at the moment as it is but it's just like it could do with some more complexity but i'm not sure that's what the guy wants to make it because yeah, I noticed that because he like there's a couple of updates here that have no that have been worded as I you yeah have he's done something so it's like one guy yeah apparently it's one guy huh it's not that reasonably impressive for one guy yeah it's a pretty nice like it's a good engine I guess that he's built <laughs> it looks town like yeah it works pretty well 
So yeah, I played quite a lot of that. The the thing that saves it from being completely like from, it's not early access, by the way. No, it's not marked as early access. The thing that saves it from from losing my interest too quickly is that it has a decent set of achievements where it's just like that are basically sort of challenges oh, that are actually challenging. Yeah, where it's just like build a town where you don't use any crop farms you only collect from the wild as your main food stuff mm. and get to 400 population or like don't build schools for 300 people because not building schools makes your workforce like 50% less efficient or whatever so you have to build a different kind of town or build in a mountainous map with a harsh climate and mm. survive with 50 people so that sort of stuff that's what's keeping my interest just getting those achievements mm. that's kind of cool I definitely think there is, well, we've been saying this for years, actually, haven't we? There is still a weird gap for a good Settlers-esque game. Well, they're making a new Settlers game, apparently. Yeah, I've but seen... have any of them been good? No. no. It's like since 3, it's just been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and even 3 was a bit eh? I don't like that. I didn't like their graphical style. Yeah, the art style, style. was weird in 3. But they, yeah. they took a weird direction. Well, the main problem, I don't know if it was really a problem. It was, well... I'll call it a problem. The main problem with free was that, like, once they unlinked the, when, once they made armies actual units that you could select and move around, that kind of sucked mm. because because I guess because they didn't know how to do it. <laughs> it's like Settlers isn't an RTS game, no. so it was a bad RTS game when they tried to implement RTS elements. Let's see, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, combat in that game was always tried. They tried to make it more of a, I don't know, it's just a mechanic rather than a, a, like having to work out the details of the fight wasn't exactly your role, was it? Yeah, and, yeah. Because it's like even once you once you got the free with like the actual standing armies, it was just that they, um, you know, you just build more than the other guy. <laughs> the traditional tactic. Hey guys, it's six o'clock. <laughs> Yes, it's Steam sale drive. What's new? <sighs> uh, nothing. Wolfenstein. That's a big pile of crap, that is. Unless you want Goat Simulator. Even then, that's not that great a deal. No, not cheap enough. <laughs> oh, shit, that was the other thing we didn't talk about in news related to the Steam sale. But the Summer that? Adventure. <laughs> oh, that oh yes, they've totally, they've totally actually... Self-aware, oh, that's, taking the piss of it. That's pretty great. On this, on this new update, he's flipping the table. <laughs> so yeah, the Steam Summer Adventure has a dumb meta game where you craft the badge and you get points for your team, your randomly assigned team, and basically a big coalition of Reddit and various other sites were like, "That's completely unfair because then one team will just walk it every day because they." They will just convincingly be the team who has the most people or the most money. Yeah. So they like formed a coalition to assign a day to each team and basically make sure that team wins on that day. Yeah, well, the, the reason why that that was possible is they found a glitch that made or some way of making sure you could change well, your you, team. You can change team. There's an item you can use to do it oh. that you can just buy off the market. I thought they found. I thought that I read somewhere that there's a way of glitching it without needing the item. Oh, maybe. But so yeah, they did that, and that worked for like six days. <laughs> Like each team won once. It was totally perfectly fine. Yeah, I always looked at it and it's like, oh man, they're, they're running well, the, away with it. Weird, you could sort of tell because it was like one team was miles ahead and all the other teams had exactly the same score. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Because yeah. <laughs> the other that the team that was ahead was stealing the points evenly for all the other teams to even out the other ones so <laughs> they could never catch up. 
That was basically how that was going down. But then Valve got wind of that, I guess, and made it so that they're, instead of there only being the, the one team that wins getting the prize, there's like a second and third place, basically. And at that point, the coalition kind of gave up and said, yeah. I guess, well, I more, I guess really it's slightly more now. fair now. Yeah. <laughs> more people will have a chance to win. And then Red Team proceeded, proceeded to win three days in a row. What a surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I say, now the picture just seems to show Pink Guy flipping the table. Yep. So fuck this shit. Pretty much. I think it was a dumb system anyway, because it was like... It's like Valve create, created a thing that was inherently unfair. The community came along and tried to make it fair, and then Valve were like, no, fuck you, we wanted to be unfair. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Should have just perhaps they could have solved the problem by having everyone randomly assigned every day. Yeah, just not make it so you can switch team. Yeah, <laughs> surely, surely that would have been the most obvious solution. Yeah. There you go. That's the Steam sale. Only two more days. Yeah. Although pimple news. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly pimple news. We haven't had this for a while. Um, <laughs> Like, there is a very, very slight discount, 25%, on Pinball Arcade DLC. Gasp. This is the first time this has happened. <laughs> I may have to get one. Okay. But I was kind of waiting to see if it would end up as a slightly better deal, but I doubt it's, like, got the prominence to be made a main deal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Especially as, as it would be DLC. And it definitely, yeah, it definitely hasn't come up as an option in one of the... <laughs> And speaking Ooh, of broken ages, I guess. Right? Speaking yeah. of things that I that have been bought on the sale that we're potentially going to be talking about in the future, I guess I I picked up Witcher Two when it was cheap. All oh, right, okay. I was like, well, fine, I guess. <laughs> if I'm going to go for Witcher Three, may as well go back to Witcher Two. Supposedly, it's quite good. Yeah, Witcher Two is supposed to be a not going to go back to Witcher One. Witcher One sounds more hardcore than any of them yeah. so far. And then I also. Maybe video content for the future. I also got Nidhog when that was cheap as well. Oh, cool. So we can totally play that. And awesome. Probably record it. I'm, oh, I'm well up for that. I've still... I, I have now made a proper 1080 version of the FTL video. So even though I've been saying it... it yeah, even though I think I've been talking about it for the last month, it's like it will actually happen shortly. Yeah. Once my computer stopped overheating in the humid weather. <laughs> yeah. Once your computer stopped being a piece and, of crap. And, and dying. <laughs> yeah. Man, this is all the wrong time, really. I was kind of hoping I could not have to spend money until after the wedding next year. And then it's like, I did actually weigh up. There was a third option in my head at one point, like while I was weighing this up, <laughs> okay. where it's just like, can I repurpose ice to be the media server? All right. And just build a whole another computer. And it's like, that's fucking 800 pounds yeah. if I spec this out. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I should be the sensible one. I only spend 400 pounds. <laughs> and there's a, there's a chip in my windscreen and my car I need to deal with and some other shit I need to pay money for. Can you not get so the free chip repairs with your whatever? I mean, I could get it on insurance, but even so, like, I, I still have like a 25 pound excess, which I suppose isn't much. So it's like one night of pizza for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <But it's, pretty> <laughs> so yeah, trying trying to avoid spending money isn't going so well right now. No, apparently. No. Difficult. I've got to get glasses <laughs> that aren't going to break suddenly. What have you suddenly? If your one's broken suddenly? No, they haven't. It's just the, the, the glasses. I just got the cheapest ones possible. And she said they're not really meant to like last. So watch out. 
because she was trying to okay. upsell me, obviously, on like oh, cross yeah. lens, cross frames. I don't, I don't know how much like, truth no, there is in that. Not but. right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so at some point I will get some. But that's annoying. Ones are, random, those ones don't, random... don't look so bad anyway. No, I mean, okay, I, 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 I didn't mean that to come out so negative. I mean, like you know, for for a non for a cheap yeah, pair of glasses, yeah, 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 they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty good. Yeah, I'm okay. the one who needs yeah. new glasses at this point because I haven't been to the optician for like forever. I, literally, I, I really need to fucking sort that out. I don't think I've been to the optician since before 2000, probably. Yeah, and you know my eyes are fucked, so I probably should do something about that. Maybe at some point. Do you want to know how long it's been since I've had a dentist? Well, too long. That's worse. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, surprisingly, even though eyes is like more debilitating, maybe I guess. Well, no, I guess if your teeth go, it's way more debilitating. Well, no, but you can just get false teeth. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but then you you have the <laughs> yes, fine. You have, you have the whole process of getting your teeth unfucked. It makes I can't, it a bit yeah, expensive and... You can't really have false eyes though. No, but, <laughs> but your eyes generally don't completely. You can have false eyes, but you won't be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You could have a glass eye or something. Yeah. But yeah, you, you need how are we, we doing for time? Yeah, it's been like two thousand three, I think. That's terrible. Now, I went. I didn't go to the dentist for like four or five years, and I, that really fucked me up. And I was like, Jesus, I need they're to sort of okay, but I think I've got like a, a bout of gum disease I can't get rid of. Well, my teeth so. are just like I ate too much sugar in my youth. <laughs> you really did. Well, not <laughs> not the recent sugar. That was fine. The, <laughs> It was the youth sugar that fucked me up. The, the, the crate. Yeah. The, the braces crate. Yeah, the braces crate. That was, that, I mean, that was only one event, so that probably doesn't count. You know, I, I don't know whatever happened. I don't know whatever happened to my braces crate. Because I didn't eat it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I don't know where. So when you cleaned out your room some, somewhere, and you're just going to discover the entire block of sugar somewhere. Maybe. I think it's already been disposed of oh. at some point. But I like to think it's still there somewhere. Yeah, my teeth. Nothing was ever said. No one ever told me that they'd found the crate and got rid of it. My teeth are annoyingly sensitive all the time. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm. I've tried using specific toothpaste. Right, none of that. What is it? It Uh, helps a bit, but it doesn't. Sensodyne. Yeah, it doesn't actually. It's not like the adverts where they're like, "Oh my god, ice cream!" (laughs) Or or, or the weirdest one: I can fucking bite an ice cube. Yeah. What's it do that? Well, some people just eat ice. Yeah, but like as they're doing it, like cutting through it with no, their okay. sizes. No, not that. That's fucking mad. Though it's, e- eating ice is just incredibly bad for your teeth, regardless of how you do it. Yeah, so it's like eating stone. Surely, it's like <laughs> just blunting it. So yeah, that's my teeth situation. Dental updates. Good I've got a dental in like in like eleven days. <laughs> All right. Then. Yep. I don't know if I can beat you to it. No, you're <laughs> yeah, sorted. No, then. <laughs> I'm all good. How are we doing oh, for not. time, Rob? Oh, we've uh, over. Don't even worry over. about it. Yeah. Have we gone over? Okay, well, yeah. I think we should wrap it up then because i got to go in a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. We better get peaced. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Better. Yeah, you guys going to get peaced. Okay, cool. Thanks for joining yeah, us for the sidecast. Catch us again for more dental slash opti- optical <laughs> updates. Uh, <laughs> maybe a fork update. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah definitely, be a, definitely be a talk update. A talk update. <laughs> a noodle tea. <laughs> or a, a spaghetti. <laughs> a spaghetti, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so tune in for that next time. Plus there might be some talk about computer games, maybe, if you're lucky. Hey, we, we did quite well, eventually. Yep. Eventually. Yeah, we did. 
Cool. Okay. Bye then, guys. Bye. <gasps> so I just gonna breathe. Just make noises. Yeah, okay, okay. That's hard. Okay. Brad. <laughs> <laughs>